All right. Hello and welcome back to Ball Talk with John Sock. Uh, well, actually, it's just Ball Talk now. We've taken out the John Sock. I'm trying to expand, trying to get a little more uh, going on. Hopefully, I can make this, uh, this RSS thing work and we can move on to Spotify, Apple, and all your major podcast players. Uh, I'll be keeping you up to date on that. Today, we've got my good friend, longtime Summer League teammate, uh, Chaz Jurgens. Hey, hey, hey. Happy to be here. Good from the uh, from the Yay area, Bay area, big Warriors guy. But also what from it is. Montreal, born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Chaz, you want to tell everybody a little about yourself? Yeah, I mean, like you said, Bay area. Moved up to Montreal when I was young. So, you know, I got to stay repping my, my East Bay. Moved over to Chase Center in San Francisco recently, but all about the, the Warriors, Golden State. Then uh, moved to Montreal. Been hooping since high school. You know John through through ball. We play summer league, traveling ball. So happy to be here. Love basketball. That's all it is, you know? And that was such a long time ago, summer league, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. The that years was, go that by. That was awesome. Good times. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna dive right into it. We're gonna stop with the catching up. We're gonna dive right into it. Um, it's been COVID. I haven't been able to see this guy as much. We're we're gonna dive right into it. Yeah. So uh, we have a lot to talk about today. I have a whole page on notes for CP3, and then a rumor came out that uh, he's got a big deal go to Phoenix already set up. So that really really sucks uh, for me. <laughs> But then, yeah. uh, then Westbrook uh, requested a trade, and you know what? So I just took everything that said CP3. I crossed out his name and put in Westbrook. Same thing. We're good. There you go. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk a lot about trades. I just want to say, like, a lot of players are really dissatisfied with their teams, something I've noticed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of players are on contracts that are way too big. Um, and even some players are both. I mean, Buddy Heald. <laughs> Buddy yeah, Heald is on Buddy both. <laughs> I think the, yeah, I think the effects of like that 2016 free agency when the cap blew up and a few yeah. years after that, a lot of those guys got big deals, big extensions, and now their teams haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting around. And like a, an underrated part of that is that when, when you're paying a role player like Timofey Mozgov $16 million a year, how do you not justify giving <laughs> Buddy Heal 24? Like, how do you not justify this stuff? Yeah, you look at other guys on the team and you're like, this guy's getting eight minutes of PT, I'm out here winning three-point contests and I'm making two million more than him? Come on, coach. Exactly. Like, and we're actually going to talk about that a little bit later with the uh, buddy heel Bojan Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, too many Bogdanoviches. The Bogdan Bogdanovich situation. Yeah. Um, and part of that, why I think that they need to trade him. But the first thing I want to talk about is um, the, <laughs> is the, um, the Rockets. <laughs> the dumpster fire that is the Houston Rockets right now. Yeah, the high school team. I need my shots. I need. I need my nurse in my room. Uh, the Newell House or Daniel House. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, apparently everyone on that team is angry. Yeah, um, Westbrook wants out. PJ Tucker's upset. Harden's unsure. Eric Gordon's upset, and I don't know how he could be upset when you're making $18 million to hit seven threes in a season or something like that. Doesn't play. Like, this kid was injured for a whole season. Come on, man. Like, you know, like, if you were hitting, if you were at least shooting above 30% from three, like, that'd be one thing. But, like, I think he shot 28% for three. It was either, it was either in the playoffs or in the regular season. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not something that you need can argue on. Exactly, you just got to sit there and you got to tough it out, man. Yeah. But still, still, a little bit of that is the system. He was amazing just two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, but I'll give him some right to complain, but you know he's got to keep it in check. Um, so he wants out. Everyone's angry except for Robert Covington. <laughs> And he's their best trade piece. He's the best trade. And he's been traded like four times. Like, he didn't even just not sign with the team that traded him to Houston. He didn't sign with the team that traded him that traded him to Houston. Like, yes. Robert Covington's like, uh, can I, my family live in one spot for a year, please? Like, <laughs> oh, man. Like, there's no, there's no winning for that guy. Like, I, I don't even know. Um, yeah. But, but the most the guy. Yeah. He's, he's good, though. He's he's gonna be able to get traded for some assets, mm-hmm. you know. As much as some people really hate that Clint Capella trade, at the very least, Robert Covington was worth the first round pick they gave up to not have. And Clint Capella didn't play last season. Their yeah. title window was last season and the year before. Yeah, unless something you know crazy happens. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm I'm fully on board with the Rocco deal being a great deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, much uh, even though not everyone can get with me on that page, but like so, Westbrook though actually came out and requested a trade. Has been dumping on the organization, um, and a lot of people are still trying to figure out what exactly he's dumping about. If it's that he doesn't have the ball in his hand as much, if it's that he's not getting enough triple doubles, but really, I just think it's the accountability. You know, like Russell Westbrook's always been the man. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard for him to not be the man anymore. And now you've got Harden, who's a little less accountable than you imagine. Like, a little less accountable than your average superstar as the man. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got Westbrook requesting a trade. And we're going to talk about some trade, ex- trade situations for him yeah. after talking about CP3. Just. Because I think their markets have a lot of effect on each other. Yeah, very true. Uh, the veteran point guards are making too much fucking money. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even just that they're making too much money. It's um, it's both like they're po- they're all stars and they both bring a winning culture. Like if you're trading for Russell Westbrook or if you're trading for CP3, you're looking for most of the same things. Yeah, your team is. You either need one more piece to make a nice little push for probably the second round of the playoffs. Um. Let's be let's be yeah. honest. Let's be honest. Yeah, you know, you're not mean, no title contenders. I mean, except for the Clippers. Actually, the Clippers are the one exception. Mm-hmm. But unless unless you're the Clippers and you're training for Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook, you're not looking to make the playoffs. Like you're not looking to make the finals. You're looking to make the second round. You know, if you're lucky, maybe the conference finals. So yeah. you're looking to either do that or you're just looking to make the playoffs. You know, the, like the Charlottes and the the Knicks. You're looking to Knicks is. But they they really they have the same market. The more I look at it, they have the same they have the same contract. They have the same market, and the worst. I mean, you know, if you're I want to say it's like rough being OKC, but they got like eight picks to get Chris Paul. Like, I don't feel bad for them at all. Yeah, not even like, a little bit. Like, but now that Westbrook's on the market, you know, it's harder to justify paying a premium for Chris Paul because, like. Mm-hmm. Is Chris Paul worth one worth a first round pick this year versus versus Russell Westbrook not worth a first round pick this year? 
And the same thing goes for Russell Westbrook. You know, if you're putting a first-round pick down for one, would you take the other without a first-round pick? Are both of them going to get a first-round pick? You know, it's their yeah, market's going to be about the same, which is going to be interesting for both of them. Yeah, no, when I look at, at Russ and CP, it's like, for Russ, he's a little bit younger still. They're making about the same amount of money, so I would say that he's more likely to get a first out of a deal, especially if he goes to a team like the Hornets or the Knicks that are just looking to become relevant for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but CP, I, it's so hard to justify giving up future picks, especially all the picks they already got. And then it's like you're trading for a guy for maybe two years of potential conference finals contention. And then what happens after that? Yeah. You know, like, unless yeah. you're Milwaukee or the Clippers. I don't see anyone else adding CP3 to the team and going to the finals that maybe mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that I mean done. Mm-hmm. And that, that's <clears throat> excuse me, one second. Uh, <clears throat> seasonal allergies. Sorry. <laughs> I am I am safe, don't worry about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big lockdown guy. Um <clears throat> so the CP3, there's actually already a four team trade that I've heard is in the works, and then it got really quiet. So there's I see either two situations with this. Either it was a complete smokescreen to try and drive up CP3's value, mm-hmm. or it was real and we're waiting for the trade moratorium to officially be lifted to hear about it. But the four-team trade was with the Phoenix Suns, the Clippers, and the Mavericks. Um, so in this deal, <clears throat> from what I understand, a lot of moving pieces, but I think the Thunder wind up with two or three first-round picks including the number 10 pick. Uh, Ricky Rubio winds up being a clipper. Kelly Oubre winds up on the Thunder. Chris Paul winds up on the Suns. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see that trade happening. I don't believe it. I think that's a smokescreen. Yeah, I mean, four-team ta- four trades, pretty rare in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Pretty hard to pull off, especially when you're dealing with salaries like that of Chris Paul, Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, who are oh, both of them pretty overpaid for players i like mm-hmm. kelly i like ricky they both bring good things to the team but for 17 mil a year i don't need ricky rubio on my squad exactly. <laughs> unless unless i am the los angeles clippers and unless, i need a playmaker yeah but, unless i need someone who's never gonna shoot but the, the two big holdups i see in this deal for me the two things that make me think that this is fake is well the big thing is the clippers getting anybody yeah if, if you're the thunder why would you get Ricky Rubio to the Clippers? You like what what part of that helps you? You own all their first round picks for the rest of eternity. Like the next time they're drafting a guy is they're gonna they're in sixth grade right now. The next time they're using their own pick. <coughs> That's a real stat. That's a real I stat. It. I believe it. They traded away a whole <coughs> mess of picks for Paul George. They're, so they're sending scouts to sixth grade games. Look at now, what's, what's Bronny's second kid's name? They're looking at his game. Yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah. watching. They see who he's playing. They're like, oh, this kid could be really good in 10 years. Like, they're watching Zuri, making sure that, you know what I mean, they might expand into the WNBA. Like, <laughs> oh my God. So maybe, maybe they signed Brianna Stewart. They need that, they need that length. <laughs> For real. Needs some kind of forward play. The 6 4 7 1 wingspan. I, I, I think that'd still be like top five biggest in the discrepancies in the NBA. Oh well, yeah, it's like Jackson wakes <laughs> It's insane. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. For real. Um, but back to this. Yeah. You don't want the Clippers to get any better. You own all their picks. The best thing that could happen for the Thunder is Paul George gets an injury, misses a lot of games. 
Kawhi Leonard fights with Ty Lue because he won't, he won't load manage, and then Kawhi leaves. That's, that's what the Thunder are hoping for. The yeah. last thing the Thunder want to do is send anyone to the Clippers that can help them win games if they're missing Paul George. Because the more likely it is the Clippers miss the playoffs, the more likely – or fall into the 6-7 seed, the more likely it is that Kawhi just says, I'm done. This sucked. Mm-hmm. I hate it here. I thought being home would be fun and leaves. Yes, yeah, so he could bounce. Anyone will give Kawhi a max deal, no matter what he does. In Anyone. The they, could get, they could miss the playoffs, get bounced in the first round. He could play 45 games, and he'll still get a four-year max from any team in the league. Easily. Easily. <laughs> uh, easily. And he deserves it. He's that guy. Mm-hmm. He's, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I, think, I, I personally think Kawhi's even a little overrated, but I'd still, like, I, he's still part of the group of players that, you know, Top 10 is worth, in NBA. worth <laughs> more. Exactly, exactly. Top 10, no question, easily worth a max contract. He's one of those, yeah. like, you know, one of the issues with the max contract is that, like, a player like Tobias Harris will get it, and he's only worth, like, a little bit less than the max, but you have to yeah. pay it to him. Kawhi Leonard's someone that's worth $50 million a year. Easily. Easily. Happily, happily give it to him. Take my money. Come help bring a championship to the team, please. Like, exactly. So all this is to say, there's no reason for the clip for the OKC Thunder yeah. to make the Clippers better. Mm-hmm. And my other holdup is actually the same holdup that Woj tweet, tweeted out for why the deal hasn't happened yet. Number 10, if Phoenix isn't trading number 10 or shouldn't trade number 10 mm-hmm. for Chris Paul, he doesn't yeah. play enough games. He had his first healthy season in 10 years last season. But he's he's not a young guy. He's older than his coach right now. Like, you don't give up a top 10. You don't give up the 10th yeah. overall pick in a draft where you can get the same value from 4 to 14. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't give up that top 10 pick for Chris Paul. No, I don't think it would make sense. Just, like, for his age, trading that first off. Like, here's the thing. For Phoenix... Honestly, a deal like that same package, Rubio, Ubre, and Ten for Westbrook. I'm looking at it a little bit differently than I'm looking at it for Chris Paul. Because for Chris mm. Paul, it's like it's 30. How old is he now? 34, 35, 36. Like mm-hmm. he's getting up there. His deal is huge. You mm. already have DeAndre Ayton, who's going to need a resign soon. So no point. You want another rookie deal coming onto your team, especially a top ten. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Whereas if you're giving up that tenth pick, there's for CP, it's just honestly not enough. You got to try to swap for a future first, maybe get a couple seconds in this year's draft. But there's no way that I could see them doing Rubio Ubre in ten and it being a good trade for Phoenix. Mm-hmm. The the only way I could see that happen is if it becomes a pick swap with OKC or a pick swap with Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, Kelly Ubre goes to Dallas. The eighteen yeah. goes to eighteen goes to Phoenix. Ten goes to OKC. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, that's a, a six spot drop. I I would, I would do that for CP three. I wouldn't be super happy, mm-hmm. but I'd be I'd be like I need Devin Booker to not leave me. So I would do that for CP three. I'd also do that for Westbrook. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. It's interesting bringing the Mavs into it, especially because the Mavericks would benefit greatly from having a guy like Kelly Oubre on the team. Mm-hmm. They need someone log athletic at the wing position. Someone else who can be there with Dorian Finney Smith, give him some minutes off, score, get some buckets when Luca's getting triple teamed. Like, <laughs> someone else who could slash, cut. He, like, Kelly Oubre can play inside if Porzingis can play outside at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, get- I, I love the DFS shout out. Sorry, I just need to cut you off. I love, love Dorian Finney Smith. Big Dorian Finney Smith. 
huge piece of that team right there. He's the next Robert Covington over there. Easily. That's what I see. Easily. It would be interesting. I haven't thought about the Mavericks that much, but they definitely – their window's tight too, especially with Luka on a rookie contract. Like now's the time to try to bring in guys on bigger deals Mm -hmm. while Luka's still making a little bit of money because he's going to get the bag when he is appearing (laughs) in 2022. Like – I mean, that's one of the reasons why they're linked to Kelly Oubre, why they're linked to Victor Oladipo, why they're linked to Drew Holiday. All these guys expire the same summer that Giannis – oh, my God. I need to pull up that free agent class. I think um, Kawhi has a player option for that year, so does Paul George. Paul George, uh, Anthony Davis, in theory, even though I don't think there's a chance that he goes. I don't think LeBron, he like – Everyone, everyone that's anyone, uh, Chris Paul, LeBron, Kawhi, Blake Griffin, Paul George, Gordon Hayward, Kyle Lowry, DeRozan, Drew Holiday, Giannis, Oladipo, mm-hmm. even like mid-level guys like Schroeder, Hardaway. Yeah. Like there's, there's so many names on this list right now. Zion's deal would be over. Jaws deal. I think there's no way that's, that's no, right. no, they're on their, their two year team options. I think. Yeah. There's no way that could be right. Yeah, yeah it's like but the, the Tatum becomes a free agent. That entire class becomes free agents. Yeah, uh, Bagley could be a free agent if they turn down his option. And you know, Kings are going to be the Kings, so like that's totally possible. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Especially if they trade away Buddy Hills, maybe the Kings just tank again. Like, <laughs> you know, who knows? They, they, they are such a wild card. But like, Shai Gilgis Alexander would be. No, he still has his option. Mm-hmm. The. There's that so many guys, like yeah, so many guys that will be free agents and are actually really, really good. Like quality NBA players, guys that can come onto your team, starters off the bench, provide good minutes, good defense, good buckets all around. Like Alex Caruso is going to be a free agent. You know, you got some okay, real... So the G League free agents are heating up too. <laughs> <laughs> you got some real skills in that class. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Mitch Robinson, I think. A lot of, lot of guys. A mm-hmm. lot of guys, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I think that's the year before Luca's deal kicks in. So you could sign a max, and then the next summer you sign Luca to his max, and then you're all capped out, but you got three max contract players that actually deserve it. And, you know, you can't really ask for much more. So really quick, I just want to run through some fun CP3 Westbrook ideas. And I, I'm going to be real. Like, every deal that I say for CP3 works for Westbrook, too. Um, there's a few that like I wouldn't see. Like I don't think Milwaukee. They're the first team I bring down. I don't think Milwaukee would trade for Westbrook, but I could see them doing this trade for a CP3. It'd be Bledsoe, Bledsoe, Divincenzo, one of George Hill, Bro, and Brook Lopez, and then just stuff like salary fillers and Ilyasova. Like no one, no one too notable. So I can see I can see CP3 on Milwaukee. I don't I don't I don't like the deal if it has any picks. I don't like the deal. Hello. All right. It looks like Chaz. Uh, it looks like Chaz dipped. Um, let me just text him really quick. Uh, you back? I'm back. All right. Good. Okay. We're back. We're good. <laughs> I didn't know. What All right. They froze. It was quiet. I was like, I was that's mad funny. All right, that happens. So we just ran through Milwaukee. New, new they could just give up stuff, basically. I don't think they have any picks that are really – I don't think they should give up picks. I don't think DiVincenzo is that enticing a prospect. I think he's good, but I think he's just going to be good. Like yeah. most of those Villanova guys, like they're good, but they're not 
Yeah, yeah there's not a franchise cornerstone right there. Um, I guess the Knicks are ready to throw whoever. If they do Randall and then some mix of like Gibson, Knox, Ninaclina, Portis, Bullock, Wayne Ellington, they can hit whatever salary they need to do. Mm-hmm. They have the Clippers pick, which is like 27 or 26. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I, if I'm the Knicks, I'd be happy to give that up for someone to help them win now. They need to start winning games. It's, it's yeah. gone too long for them. Um, but I think, honestly, as much as Westbrook and the Knicks seems like the only place he might go, it's a terrible decision for the Knicks. Like, I don't think pairing up Westbrook with R.J. Barrett is like, now you got two backcourt guys that can't shoot. <laughs> to have the ball in their hands. They're going to have three guys on that team that can't shoot. It's, it'd be a mess, but it would – I mean, I have a rule. I have a rule. You don't, you don't have more than one non-shooter on the floor at a time. And with that line, that starting five of Russell Westbrook, R.J. Barrett, whatever G-leaguer they have playing small forward. The blanks and then Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, like they don't have anyone on that team that can shoot right now. So, I mean, it doesn't really hurt them, you know? Yeah. No offense that Alfred Payton isn't pulling up. An Alfred Payton pull-up three doesn't scare anybody, <laughs> you know? <laughs> God, they got Wayne Ellington, eight mil off the bench. Oh, yeah, Reggie Bullock. I think they won. They combined for, what, two threes a game? Oh, man. We need, we need to get an intern. We need get an intern. It's been one episode. We need an intern to Google how many three-pointers. Just for three-pointers per game. That's the only stat we need. Yeah. Oh. Um. Wayne Ellington and Reggie Bullock are not spacing anymore. They both can't move, you know? Yeah. Like, when you can't really move, it's not spacing anymore. Like, it's a half step closer. Okay, a half step of spacing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I could go on and chuck threes enough to have as much gravity as Reggie Bullock. Yeah. Steve Novak point, part two in New York. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm 6'9 oh, and have a negative wingspan. I can make it work, you know? There you go. Um... So there's the the Knicks, and then the 70. This one, so I have them. Cl- my trades classified as obvious, less obvious, and like completely out of nowhere. Yeah. So my less obvious would be the 76ers. Mm-hmm. Less obvious. So Horford or Harris, and then one of Shake Zaire or Matisse Thybul. Uh, maybe some. They have five picks this draft, and I don't think they need to add that many rookies. Mm-hmm. So I think that they could easily do two of them. But, I mean, the, also the issue with having so many picks is an issue the Celtics also have. When you have this many picks, no one wants one pick. Yeah. You know, like, the, I think this, the 76ers have picked 20. But, like, you'd be happy to just take the same deal in 21 from another team. Mm-hmm. But when they have so many picks, you want to force them to give more, even if it hurts you a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, for the Sixers, there's no way they get out of that without trading at least a second rounder, probably two. Um, I think that's a sneaky pickup, especially for the Sixers with their new whole new front office, mm-hmm. whole new team. Like Harris or Horford, I think Horford's more likely to get moved. I think his contract's up a couple of years before. A year, and then the it's two up two years earlier, but the well up one year earlier, but the last year is only guaranteed for fourteen million. So basically, Thanks. it's up two years early. Exactly, and that's something that if you're a team like OKC right now, you could make, take a look at picking up an Al Horford because I don't really have anyone to run the four spot. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't hate Al Horford and Steve Adams together. I still think Al Horford could spread the floor a little bit and come off the bench. Him and Darius Baisley interchangeably is not the worst rotation in the world for a team that's not necessarily trying to win now. Yeah. And then you get some more second rounders that you can try out, see how they do over the next couple of years. You want to sign him, you don't want to sign him. And then by the time Shea's 
deal is time to be renewed. You got Al Horford off the books. You got Steven Adams hopefully off the books. And then you're looking at a whole lot of cap space, a whole lot of picks, and Shea Gilgis Alexander is your main piece. I'm pretty sure Shea's deal ends ends uh, 2021. Also, I think he's part of that 21. <clears throat> I think he's also part of that 2021 class that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the reason why there's rumors that he might get swapped for the number one overall pick. It yeah. looks like OKC wants to delay paying everybody mm-hmm. until all the Clippers picks start hitting because yeah. they're hoping that these Clippers are going to fall apart. They're going to get top ten, top five, number one, Amani all these Bates top picks. For the team. <laughs> But at that point, if you have Shai Gilgis Alexander and he's making a max and he's 30, but yeah. you just drafted like. Yeah, three I mean, different guys, three different drafts. They could repeat the thunder of the early 2000s, late 2000s. Yeah. You know, you have three picks in the top 10 and back to back to back drafts. Yeah, like say they got like Imani, like Imani Bates, Chet Holmgren, who else is a big name young player? All these dudes. Like Jalen Suggs, baby. That's my guy. That's your boy? That's my guy. <laughs> Jalen Suggs is coming up. Uh, Alec Gonzaga, stay awake. I love the Gonzaga players, honestly. But let's just like they just get some hoopers, like some young hoopers that yeah. right now are like 16, and by the time they're drafted, will be like 19. Mm-hmm. Shaggyus Alexander is going to be like 28. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's good to have him, but mm-hmm. they're going to be on different timelines. You're going to be more okay with losing. You're going to be leaving those guys out to get beat, and mm-hmm. SGA is going to be angry to win. Yeah. Every time he loses, he's you know like everyone's angry when they lose, but. When you're in your prime and you know you've only got a few years left before you start slowing down, you get angry when you lose. For sure. That's not something you're, you're going to be okay with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just so I can see him getting swapped for the number one overall because apparently OKC is in love with LaMelo Ball. Apparently everyone's in love with LaMelo Ball. And it's all just been smokescreen until now, according to mm-hmm. Jonathan Givoni and Mike Schmidt, I think. Yeah. And, I don't know. From uh, ESPN, they're on the Zach Lowe pod talking about it. Yeah, no, I can for see sure. it. A lot of people are talking Lamelo, Lamelo, Lamelo right now. Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, but we'll get into the draft a little yeah. bit later on. While we're here, I just think it's really funny. Everyone went from like in love with Lamelo, hating, and then they all hated Lamelo, and he was gonna fall out of the top ten, and now they're all in love with Lamelo again. Yeah, it's no, been it's a journey. Like, oh, once in a generation talent prospect at the point guard. Mm-hmm. It's like what happened to the Lamelo that everyone was just like, "Don't draft Lamelo. He will screw your team up." All right, back to the CP3 Westbrook. Yeah. There's, I want to talk about the not-so-obvious teams, and I'm just going to run through them. Mm-hmm. I don't really want – I mean, there's a few that I want to talk about a little bit, but most of them I just want to put it on the table so yeah. that way if it happens, I can be like, hey, I told exactly. you so. No one hate on me for this. I'm not lying. It's like when I said – it's when I said um, – oh, man, what was that? I said Isaiah Thomas was going to get traded to the Celtics or something, and then he did, and I was like, yeah, look at me. But it wasn't on film, and it never, yeah, happened. Yeah. It never happened essentially, you know? Never, I don't remember that one. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> you, you didn't even know me back then. It was so long ago. Um, uh, so Washington for John Wall would be the first one. Mm-hmm. Just if Wall isn't, if Wall's still not ready, or if Wall's really struggling. I know. I listen. You know, uh, their GM's in love with John Wall. It would be hard for him to trade him, but I think that if he's coming in and he's not playing yet, or he's still struggling, I I, I could see it. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I'm surprised doesn't get talked about more, Utah for Mike Conley. Uh, you know, Mike Conley's not the healthiest player. Westbrook and CP3 aren't the healthiest players anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I can just, see it. I just think the Mike Conley deal is – I don't know what OKC is getting out of that other than the shorter deal. You know, like Utah's got to give up some picks in there. 
But I mean, it's not- even just Royce O'Neal or Georgie Niang or like even just a second, like it's a shorter deal. He's yeah. still a playmaker. It'd still be bringing a lot of positive for both mm-hmm. OKC or Houston. Like, yeah, he's just uh, he's a hooper. You know, he's a hooper for sure. It's not that he can't play. And what was it? Two, three years ago, I was head of the Mike Conley bandwagon fans. I was out here like this guy is one of the greatest point guards. <laughs> disrespected in the league. He's out here, twenty-two and eight, two steals. What else do you want? But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've been a Grizzlies like fan. I've been on that bandwagon for years. Exactly. Um, yeah. Keep going. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, he hasn't looked like that for a couple of years, but I do think that he can bring him into a team like Houston where all he has to do is play a little defense, pass the ball, and attack on mismatches, then he can have a successful time. And then at OKC, you can mentor Shea a little bit, give him a little more of the ins and outs of the defense and the grind because – he was there a lot of years. Like Mike Conley's got a lot of playoff experience. Never oh, yeah. winning anything, but a lot of years with those Memphis grit and grind teams are going six or seven with like the best teams in the West. The Warriors, mm. the Spurs, the Lakers. Like they're pushing you to the last possible game of the series. So there's a lot to be said for that in and of itself, you know, for a team that's young guys all around could be helpful for the OKC Thunder if they're trying to have Shea and Lou and Hamadou and all these guys. Darius basically like you got someone who's got who could show them the ropes of the NBA. Yeah. Like CP especially, did. Especially because he still gives you the same stuff that like Chris Paul gives you. Mm-hmm. But like I mean, I don't want to say he's not as good and have that be a positive, but he's not as good and that's a positive, you know? Yeah. Those fourth quarter takeovers that Chris Paul had won't exist under Mike Conley. Which yeah. is, you know, you're when you're taking off the training wheels for these young guys. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to do it, you know? Exactly. Like, no you more. Know, you let Shea have to be the one to get the buckets. You let Lou be the one that has to get the buckets. You let mm-hmm. Baisley have to be the one that gets the buckets. You know, but Conley will still go in and hit a few shots, but he's not going to hit 16 points in the fourth or anything crazy like that. Yeah. He's not the get the ball in his hands, close out the game for the win type guys. We're not gonna yeah, see I mean, we watched that at Denver, man. The last five minutes of the game, it's like, it's not going to happen anymore, mm-hmm. but. We watched him miss that three at Denver. I, I don't. I mean, it was a hard three, but uh, if you need proof, he's not a closer. Yeah. You know, and that's not. It's not like everyone can hit that shot. That was a hard shot. But you know, another one I got is Chicago for Porter and Felicio, mm-hmm. and then Cleveland for Drummond and Chetty or anything or Drummond and Exum. Yeah. Because because the Thunder want to trade for the number one overall pick. I could see them just taking absolute garbage contracts from Chicago or Cleveland, getting the getting their first, and then sending that first and something else like a more like Baisley, a more mid level asset instead of yeah. Shea, and getting that number one overall pick. And I think that's really reliant on on either the new Chicago GM wanting to make a big splash, mm-hmm. or Cleveland, uh, you know, Clevelanding. Yeah, Cleveland. I mean, the Cleveland one, I would be really surprised, especially because picking up Drummond for even like for OKC, they have Steven Adams. They don't need to pay someone else another $28 million to rebound and do nothing else, protect the paint. Mm-hmm. And then I just don't see Minnesota biting on Andre Drummond either because they have Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. So well, it would be more about the first, the, the number five pick that they'd be getting in that trade and then sending that to Minnesota. <laughs> And like, yeah, you're paying Drummond 28 and Steven Adams the same thing, but Drummond expires. Drummond's about to expire. Like, he is. He's got a player option right now, I think. 
There's, I mean, he might not pick it up is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he thinks he's a max contract player, and he thinks that the league still sees him as that. And, you know, I, I love Andre Drummond. I've heard great things about you. I hear you're an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've only heard nice things. Um, you know, the Sam from iCarly, I still don't <laughs> like her because of you. Um, but, but you know, I, I don't think your value is that anymore, bro. Yeah, exactly. You're looking more at the MLE if you opt out right now. Maybe next year you can get lucky with all the cap space. But mm-hmm. I hope he – for his sake, I hope he opts in. $30 million is a – it's insane of amount of money that you can do a lot with for your family. Yeah, especially for just like one more year in Cleveland and then you're a free agent next year when everyone else is a free agent. Mm-hmm. He's playing with good guard play. Like I'm, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton are both, uh, I think, decent guards. They're, they're, they're decent scorers. <laughs> exactly. That's, what he, that's all they need but, is to run the pick and roll with Andre Drummond and uh, score uh, off of it. I don't know that they can, that they can uh, distribute in the pick and roll that much. Is my issue. Yeah. That's my issue with them. Them and uh, KPJ. Yeah. I mean, I love Kevin Porter. I, I, yeah. I love Kevin Porter. I love Colin Sexton. Yeah. Um, you know, Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton is one of those guys who just, you know how like Mike found any way to be offended? Mm-hmm. Colin Sexton's the same way. If you watch yeah. his high school stuff, you can see him jawing off the players that are just not in his league. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's not that kind of dude mm-hmm. that's, like he's not the kind of dude who's going to let stuff go by. He finds a way to get motivated. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he put up 20 points a game. Like, he's, he's clearly a hooper. Yeah. Arias Garland is the question mark. And, you know, if LaMelo Ball falls to five, I think they're going to take him no matter what. And I could see Garland getting moved for low mm-hmm. value or Garland coming off the bench and not doing that much of value, which would suck for yeah. Garland because I thought he was a hooper also. But I think he's fourth, fourth overall pick last year, no? Like <laughs> – that that draft wound up so much worse than we ta- than we thought. Like, Jarrett Culver is apparently apparently Jarrett Culver in seventeen. Jarrett Culver went sixth overall. Apparently, him and seventeen is only maybe worth the sixth overall pick from Cleveland. Yeah, no, like Jared that's Culver. one less year of rookie control for the same sixth overall prospect <laughs> and number seventeen. Like what? Yeah, and this draft's supposed to be bad. Excuse me, excuse me, sir. I think this draft's gonna come out looking a lot better than. A lot of people have said from the beginning. Definitely. Lots of sleepers, I find. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get how Cole Anthony and Jemias Ramsey and Josh Green, not to just completely plug only IMG guys and Cole Anthony, hey, hey, do your but thing. I don't get how those three guys aren't, like, lottery minimum. Mm-hmm. Like, Josh Green is the 3 and D guy you want. Jemias Ramsey is this big scoring guard, massive work, and he's just a workhorse. Yeah. And Cole Anthony, he's a little guard, but he's a workhorse. He's still 6'3". And he won every single time that he had real teammates. The Jordan brand, the Adidas Nationals, what, what, what's the last one? He won MVP three times. First and only player to ever do that. McDonald's, McDonald's. Yeah. Huh? McDonald's too, yeah. All three times he was MVP. He's the only player to ever do that. And you're going to tell me this guy should go outside of the top ten? Yeah, no, it's uh... – you're going to take Killian Hayes over him? Hey, look, You're going to take like this Killian random Hayes. French dude Ooh, over him who played on a team where he got every single shot? Like, what? And yeah. I like Killian Hayes. I like Killian Hayes. But, but Cole Anthony, like, fourth overall, I'd do it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would trade down. Be- if I'm a GM, I would trade down because yeah, he's not going fourth overall. Yeah. But, you know, if, if, taking, if, if I had a big board, Cole Anthony is probably number two. Yeah. I'd go, I'd go Lamelo, Cole, Anthony, right there. In terms of point guards and just guys in the class. Period. 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 Cole okay. Anthony is just—he's—he's a, he's a winner. End of the day, that's what you want in a draft. You want a winner. All right. 
Um, back to this. I can see yeah. Detroit for Blake Griffin. Uh, the Orlando Magic have a billion contracts at every single value. 30, 20, 10, 5, 3, 2, 1, and half a million dollars. They can get any contract they want. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Detroit one's been out there a couple times now. Where it's just like Russ for Blake, swapping older guys, big deals. And it, I guess for both teams, it doesn't really hurt them. But I don't <laughs> see how it makes either team better. Like, I actually heard an interesting take on it from Bill Simmons. Mm-hmm. And he said Derrick Rose yeah. to Houston for Russell Westbrook and some sort of draft asset. Okay. And just absorbing Westbrook into the cap space. You know, Houston's owner is trying to save a little bit of money because he's getting really hurt with this pandemic because he's, he's into the restaurant business. Yeah. Um, so he's trying not to pay the luxury tax. He now saves a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He gets Derrick Rose who, you know, like if I close both my eyes – and, you know, I put on some really dark sunglasses. You know, that looks like Russell Westbrook. Um, <laughs> you know, At I mean, this point, Rose careers, actually hit his threes this season for the first time in his career, career, you know. You can pretend that he's better. Yeah. Both of them are MVPs, you know. <laughs> um, both of them have injury issues. You know, same player, same player. Yeah. Um, I can see Detroit doing it just to sell more jerseys, just to have more excitement, just to try and build a winner for a little bit. Yeah. Because they're kind of in no man's land. Yeah, so, they're just sort of stuck on. They have no good prospects. Like, no offense to them. They have Seku Dumboya, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think they have anyone else on their rookie deal. I think maybe Svi Mikhailuk. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. I forgot about him. That was a Laker. That was a Laker great right there. Everyone was in love with him for like four weeks because he hit three threes in Summer League. It was like, whoa! Yeah, well, he went three for seven! <laughs> the Lakers haven't had a shooter for a while, so. Hey, hey, now they got so many. I, I, talk about, I wanted to talk about that later, but I couldn't even find time. The Lakers have five good point guards. On, they have the rights to five really good guards right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to talk about we'll that. To the I, don't, a little bit later. I don't even think we will. Well, I don't well. think we have enough time. Um, <laughs> and then the funniest one is Paul George. Mm-hmm. I heard there was a Paul George-Russell Westbrook-Roco swap that was on the table. I heard uh, uh, Paul George for Chris Paul swap. Mm-hmm. And I would just cry laughing. I, you'd see real tears coming out of my eyes, and you know, I, I, I've cried. I've cried laughing like a few times in my life. This would be one of them. If and if either of those deals happens, can guarantee you that we will be crying laughing. On I will post a picture on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, there, there will, will be a picture on Twitter of me <laughs> with tears in my eyes. <laughs> I'll tag it hashtag lol clippers <laughs> hashtag move to Seattle already. You know. Yeah. I don't know what uh, – oh, I'm blanking on his name. Clippers owner. Balmer. Balmer, yeah. I don't see him ever doing that deal the way he is. Yeah, uh, I, I don't Balmer. know why, though. Like, I mean, like, I get that you'd use a little bit of value, but, like, Seattle's still a big market. But I, I don't want to get into that. You know, I'm, uh, we still got a few more trade guys I want to talk about, but we're going to run through them. It's Drew Holiday, Victor Oladipo, and Buddy Heald. They're yeah. all worth between 21 to $28 million. Um <laughs> They're all linked to trades. Drew Hall, Victor Oladipo just came out and said that he's committing to the Pacers long – that he cares about the Pacers, he's committed long term, which means that he's definitely getting traded. Yeah, I don't know how believable that is. <laughs> yeah, we, we heard that. Well, didn't Chris Paul say that right before he got traded? And Jimmy Butler yeah. and um, Paul George. Like, come on. I don't believe that anymore. That just means he's no, going to get traded. That literally just means that the team told you to say something. <laughs> yep. He's like, I will write whatever the PR person tells me to say. Um, yeah. 
And so the interesting thing for a lot of these guys is uh, the Warriors trade exception. For yeah. Drew Holiday, Wiggins, one that I heard was Wiggins in two for Drew in 13. That was Zach Lowe. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, I don't think the, I don't think the, I don't think the Warriors want to completely move out of the draft. Yeah. Especially for just Drew Holiday. But mm-hmm. for Drew in 13, I think they do it. Um, I don't. As a Warriors guy, I don't, don't think they do that. I think you'd rather have Wiggs and two because I see a lot more opportunity with two than I see because with, if you r- try to run Steph, Drew, and Clay and Dre, I don't know how effective that is as a small ball lineup, especially without any kind of good center right now. Like you got Kavon Looney and Marquise Chris in your rotation. Mm-hmm. There's just there's no there's no one to stop Jokic. There's no one to stop Anthony Davis. There's no one to stop Giannis. There's no one to stop Embiid. Like you got I mean, a lot I of think guys. I think what they sh- can and should do. Well, for one is they should sign a minimum center. They should sign no, please. Anyone. The biggest Anyone. guy you could find in free agency. Sim Bular is back. Sim Bular is back. Bring him back. <laughs> but um, what they can do, uh, we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But th- I've got them getting a center. I can yeah. see Gordon Hayward for all three of these guys and two of their picks. Mm-hmm. They, have five, they have four picks in this draft. Yeah. Uh, 14, 26, 30, and a second at some point. Mm-hmm. I could see any of them being swapped for any of them. You know, Drew for Buddy, Drew for Vic, Vic for Buddy. Uh, I actually see Vic for Buddy a lot less just because I think that Sacramento is going to commit to Bogdan. But I think yeah. that's a mistake. Victor Oladipo is the kind of player they need because they can't get anybody in free agency because they're mismanaged. And yeah. they can't draft anybody because they're really bad at drafting. Um, they clearly Oladipo. need someone. You know, you've got Vic. Take the risk. Mm-hmm. Buddy for Vic. I could see Pacers taking that in a second. Yeah, maybe they want to. Maybe they want a second. Give it to them. Like give it to them. Yeah, you need that. Uh, and that's an easy experiment to get out of because he expires the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see any of them for Philly to Philly for Horford and assets. Uh, I don't see the Nets trading for any of them, which is my hot take. I don't see the Nets trading for Drew, Vic, or Buddy, um, just because I don't see them giving up Karis Dinwiddie. Karras and Dinwiddie, they need to give up both of them in any trade because of the way the salaries work. I don't see them doing that. What um, about Torian Prince, though? Because Torian Prince is making money. He's, I think he's only making like $4 million. It was, It's weird. I, we'll have to look it up. I don't think about it another time. But like, last time I looked up Torian Prince, like annual salary is something like 12 to 13 mil, but his cap hit is only like oh, four or five. Like, God, you're right. I just Googled that. Oh, I, I, I try not to cuss on air. He's worth $13 million next year. He, yeah, he's making money. Like, that's why if you package him and Dinwiddie, that's like $26 million. That is insane. I think it's fully guaranteed. It doesn't say anything about being partially guaranteed. That's insane. Because that, that was the reason I thought they could get Drew, most likely, is the guy I think they should get. Like, maybe Vic, because he's a free agent, but... Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to take that back. Yes, you can just package Torian Prince and Spencer Dinwiddie and get one of these guys. I mean, you might need to put in, like, first. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, their first this year is, like, 19. Like, that's a good, a good pick, first. Especially in this draft. Like, there's guys that can fall to 19. There's guys you can get at 19. You can get Cole league. Anthony at 19. You probably can't Cole Anthony at 19. <laughs> to bring him back up because I love him. You can get Cole <laughs> Anthony at 19. <laughs> You know, if you're if you're if you're the if you're the if you're the, the Pelicans, you know Cole Anthony at 19, and you get Dinwiddie to run point guard. You let Cole Anthony learn. Yes, I'm doing that in a heartbeat. Try to trade Lonzo, get rid of him before he gets 
<laughs> Before he gets deal. the bag. I, yeah. I wonder what kind of bag he's going to get. That'll be an interesting talk one day. For but sure. He's going to be something. Uh, and then Denver. Again, for any of these guys, Denver, uh, if, it's, if it is also – if it's Drew Holiday – then it has to be Gary Harris, Monte Morris, Bull Bull, and then one of PJ Dozier and Bates Diop. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not, if it's not Drew Holiday, they don't have to put in Monte Morris. Yeah, but I don't see them trading Monte Morris and Bull Bull. Yeah, no, I you think know? that's too many and Gary guards. Harris. That's yeah. too many guards. They already traded Malik Beasley because they had too many guards. I don't see them doing another one and then not having enough guards. I think yeah. that'd be a mistake. But if they only have to, if they don't have to give up Monte Morris and Harris. I think they do it. Yeah, um, no, I think unless they really believe that Jamal Murray is the next Steph Curry and they're planning on playing him like 40 minutes a game next season and they don't care about their backup guard play, you got to keep Monte Morris on the team. Uh-huh. And, and I do think that they could just get like a George Hill type point guard to be the backup, yeah. but they don't have one right now is the thing. Mm-hmm. And they went to the conference finals last year. They're not a – I mean, they are a young team. Like, mm-hmm. everyone on that team that's good is under 25 or 26. Yeah. But you don't treat that like a young team. That's a, that's a team that's going to the conference final. They need yeah. to get that leap. Like, you're trying to win now. Like, if they don't – like, they need to keep, at least keep making the conference finals until LeBron retires. You know, I don't give anyone disrespect for not losing well in the same conference – for not winning when they're in the same conference as LeBron. Yeah, no one beats LeBron in conference. You know, nobody's getting to the finals except LeBron's team. So nobody eats when LeBron's in your conference. Nobody eats. Like they say that about Mike, but come on. But no, LeBron. Like LeBron, if you're in his conference, you're not eating. Mm -hmm. If you are eating when LeBron's there, I will. That's a goat point right there. You know, one out of ten. I'll put you in the goat conversation just for beating LeBron. That's just your Jamal right? Murray, Jamal Murray, and Nikola Jokic, top ten players all time. Why they beat LeBron James LeBron. in the conference finals? That doesn't happen. No Paul, Pier- Paul Pierce is going to the Hall of Fame for one playoff win. And it's for beating LeBron James. Dwight Howard's Dwight Howard's Hall of Fame resume: three-time DPOI, one-time champion, couple Olympic gold medals. Beat LeBron James in the playoffs. Prevented LeBron from going to the finals for every single season of his entire career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I see. I really think the Nets should make a deal, especially you got Kyrie and KD coming back. Both of them, mm-hmm. I like both those guys. I think they're both going to come back and be superstars, be all stars, work well together. And Spencer Dinwiddie is a guy who's going to take shots away from those guys mm-hmm. you already have those two and Karis the hurt like that's shoot like 85 percent of your shots in the game should go to those three guys if you're really trying to win hot take and then joe harris if you bring him back that's that's 100 percent right there <laughs> <laughs> joe harris Jer- jared allen's just running out. back and forth with his arms up <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get some blocks, son. Like <laughs> DeAndre Jordan's like, well, I can't really grab any offensive rebounds, so I'm just gonna like smile, <laughs> making ten million dollars a year because I'm friends with these two guys. Yeah, Team USA. <laughs> Sorry, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think, uh, you know, I think that they should trade Dinwiddie and Jared Allen for Victor Oladipo, and then they should buy uh, a nursing home and keep it in there or an infirmary with all their players not playing. Um, yeah. But on the real, I think that they should – if they're going to trade anyone, hot take, it should be Karras. His value will never be higher than it is right now. He's injury prone. 
Kyrie's injury prone. Katie's possibly going to be injury prone after this. Jaguar yeah. Jordan's an old man, mm-hmm. you know? Spencer Dinwiddie's kind of an iron. Spencer didn't not really an Iron Man, but he he plays. You know, he plays for sure. He plays. You can count on Spencer Dinwiddie playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're trading for Vic, I mean, if you're not Buddy Heald plays also, but if you're trading for Vic or Drew, mm-hmm. they also don't play. They also miss a bunch of games. So if you're trading your injury guy for one of their injury guys, you're still like net neutral. You're trading Dinwiddie. There's a chance that you're going to go into a game with your entire starting five out. I think KD's definitely going to load manage next year. So they're uh-huh. going to be, gonna have to get some backup forward play because right now that's my main worry about the Nets. Not to get too far into there's still the draft and free agency before we talk about any kind of playoffs or predictions for next season. But I look at Brooklyn and it's, they got good guard play. They have a decent center rotation. So I don't mind Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan. But who's backing up? KD. Like, who's coming off this bench uh-huh. and doing anything for you? I mean, not to take a dump on the East, but, you know, if they only wind up being the sixth seed, like, how bad is that, you know? Miami was a five, weren't they? <laughs> Miami was a five. Like, Miami was a five and they played Indiana. You know, maybe you get to be, a th- maybe you get to be like, six and you still play Indiana, you know? Yeah, like, true. maybe you get to be, like, Seven, maybe you get to be like seven and you have to play the Raptors and they didn't add anybody and Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet forget how to play in the playoffs again. You know? Well, Fred Van Vliet's gone, but... End of the day, end of the day, if you've got KD, Kyrie, Mm -hmm. like, if you fall a little bit in the standings, you're still the best team in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they fall to eight on purpose to beat beat Giannis and force him (laughs) to leave the team. You know? Trying to get him out the conference. Mind games, mind games. <laughs> they go, they hit the shot. They said, Braun would have taught you how to not lose that. <laughs> Braun would have got you open. <laughs> send, him, send him west. Deal with him later. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Try to beat LeBron to get to the finals to see us again, please. <laughs> <laughs> you don't stand a chance. Uh, so that's, that's it for major trade candidates because I don't want to talk about, like, I don't want to talk about, like, Tobias Harris and Al Horford because yeah. nobody wants them. No, like, those are the only trade targets that, like, I think people actually want. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, it's not like you're going to get Tobias Harris in this deal. Yeah, like, it, you want CP3. Yeah, you're going to get Tobias Harris. <laughs> you know? I know what you mean for sure. And Buddy Hill is an interesting one. We didn't talk about him that much in Sacramento. but That's true. Like I said, Buddy Hill for all the depots is an interesting swap, especially because the Pacers could definitely benefit from an outside shooter. Yeah, is a torch like that because Malcolm Brogdon could shoot it, but he's not a shooter. Miles Turner and Demontis Sabonis could both stretch the floor a little bit, but neither of them are elite outside shooters. I mean, apparently Turner is going to be gone. That's also a possibility. But I was more on the Sacramento side. I really like him. A one-year experiment of a De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox Victor Oladipo backcourt is fire. Like, just <laughs> locking people up. Just fire. <laughs> locking people up, running all game would be great. And then. I don't know how they feel about running bogey at the three. Mm. But I think you could. You could run a De'Aaron Fox, but like Victor Oladipo, bogey, Bagley. It's a decent four. You, you want to run Rashawn Holmes and Bagley at the four. You want to run, I don't know who else is on the Sacramento Kings, man. They're just such a useless franchise. Yeah. They've got <laughs> Bagley. They, I, uh, he's got Bogdan Bogdanovich has a 6'11 wingspan. 
Yeah, I, like he can play the three. He can't he really can play the three. threes, but he can play the three. And if, as long as Victor Oladipo doesn't have to guard like LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard as a three, I mm-hmm. think he can play defense against a lot of threes in the league. And I mean, by all accounts, Marvin Bagley should be an amazing help defender. Should be. I think that help defender. <laughs> I mean, one of the reasons, one of my trades that I had written down for Buddy, and I mean, we really glossed over it because I just don't think anything's that interesting with the Buddy Heald situation. I mean, I think they, I think the situation's interesting. I don't think any of the trades are interesting. Yeah. But a Buddy Heald for Al Horford swap. So that Al Horford could try and teach Marvin Bagley how to defend, you know, a yeah. walking, you know, a walking man. So he could teach Marvin Bagley how to guard me. Yeah. You know? like, like Marvin Bagley should be able to lock us up at the yeah, very least. Definitely should I, be able to play some defense better than he can right now. If he had any sort of defense, it'd be really good for him. Mm-hmm. And so bringing in Al Horford would give them someone to teach Bagley how to play defense. And if he became that elite help defender, he's got the speed to be switchy. He's got yeah. all the physical tools to be an elite defender, an elite shooter, and to be really, I don't want to say the best big in the league, but there's no reason that he shouldn't be a championship caliber big because he should be switchable. He should be able to play on the outside, the inside, and defend everything. And that's what you need out of a big in the modern NBA mm-hmm. to win games. And he should be giving you that, but he's not because yeah, he's not yeah. on the floor. <laughs> and because when he is, he's on, he's just, I don't even know what he's doing. I can't watch. I can't um, watch it so the Kings that much. It they're never on national TV. They are, and when they are, Bagley doesn't play. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I remember when I was watching Bagley in Duke. I was like, this. I thought he could come up and be a modern day Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. My like literally. my worst take. My worst take right now. Mm-hmm. My worst take. I thought Marvin Bagley should have gone number one overall. It's not necessarily uh, the best player in that draft class. Nope, <laughs> nope, he is not. <laughs> I had Bagley one, Doncic two, mm-hmm. and I think Jaron Jackson no Trey Young three, Jackson four. Yeah. So I think I was you know three for four, but I really messed up that number one overall. And it's still a young career, but it's what two years into his career now. He's got a lot yeah, of but there was no way he's gonna be better than Trey Young and Luka Doncic. Let's be honest. Hopefully he can bring them, bring seasons to Sacramento or wherever he ends up, where he is that guy that is helping them get to the playoffs, helping them get to the second, third round, and put some guys I, around him who could shoot, some mm-hmm. other guys who could defend. Mm-hmm. I just wonder what his value is at this point, honestly. Like, I, I don't think you could trade. I don't think he's tradable. I, I, I think I, I think he's one of those untradable assets because his value is so weird. You know. Yeah. Like it's not that it's not that he's not good enough. It's not that his contract's too big. It's that it would take too much for Sacramento to give up on him, mm-hmm. and no one wants to pay that. Yeah, and yeah. so it just doesn't make sense for anyone involved to do that trade. Yeah, so I don't think he's on the going to get traded ever. But they need yeah. to get him to learn how to play some defense. But Buddy Heal definitely. I think he's gone this offseason. Oh, definitely. He's not returning Luke Walton's calls. He doesn't pick up the phone when Luke Walton calls him. (laughs) To be fair, I don't think I'd pick up the call if Luke Walton called me because it's just like, dude. Are you kidding? I have a Luke Walton jersey. I'd I'd pick up that phone in a second. If Luke Walton called me, I would assume it was to ask me to take over for his job. (laughs) (laughs) So I need a coach to sit next to me and do the entire job like when Steve Kerr was there. Yeah. I need someone who could actually coach so I can sit here and get the credit, please. <laughs> I, think, I think he needs to go back to being an assistant for a little bit. Yeah, I don't think that he's 
he's really good at managing egos. And I mean, I think the issue is that he just struggles so much with the on court stuff yeah. that it, that he can't manage the egos anymore. Mm-hmm. And then like, what's his value? So I think he needs, I think he needs to sit back, you know, join the Steve Nash team that has every single assistant yeah. and every single former player <laughs> and friend of his and just learn for a little bit. Get, Get some work on how to how to run a better offense, how to just look at your personnel. Like I think you should just start doing one year assistant coach deals for like yeah. three different teams. Not and just like learn like what it takes to do the different offenses. Mm-hmm. Because he's got all these up tempo guys, but he can't play up tempo. And he had the same issue in LA. Mm-hmm. Can't play up tempo. He needs to learn how to play up tempo. And then he needs to work on how to not play up tempo too. Yeah. Because he's also like 40. Like He's, he's he could coach for another 30 years. Like, yeah. he doesn't need to rush it. Like, Lionel mm-hmm. Hollins, uh, the assistant on the Lakers, is 71. Greg Popovich is like 73. Yeah. It didn't let Lionel Hollins come to the bubble. My favorite story Lionel Hollins couldn't come to the bubble because he was too old. Yeah. No, a lot of coaches were saying that there was like different personnel guys that, like, a few teams, everyone had someone that couldn't go. Cause yeah, because they're like, too old. You know, I mean, much of a risk. Like, I get, I get it. I get it. It makes sense. Mm. And, All right. God bless them. The bubble didn't have any cases anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. But. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to your yay area, boys. Okay. I want to talk about the Warriors. Uh, I have three major – I have, like, four things written about them. Yeah. Like, four big things. But I want to hear you talk about it a lot more. Okay. So, first of all, there is what you got here for the trade exception. Mm-hmm. That, I think – I don't know if they're going to use that on draft day. I think they're better off using it during free agency, but I would be very excited to see the Warriors trade down. Because mm. I don't necessarily think there's a guy at number two that they're in love with from what's come out of their organization. And I don't think there's a consensus number two guy in the league either. Mm. So it's just, for them, the Hornets have talked about trading up to number one. The Bulls have talked about moving up if they can't get LaMelo. There's a lot of teams that are looking to try to co-get a guy like LaMelo, go get a guy like James Wiseman, maybe Anthony Edwards, maybe. Who I don't think the Warriors should have either of them at two. Thank you. If they take someone at two, I honestly think like Denny Aviha or Obi Toppin are their two best picks. I like a Kongu also. I like a Kongu also. I don't know if you take him over Wiseman. I think you do, but that's for that's for our draft talk. But I think that's you do. Draft talk. But yeah, I think a lot of the Warriors should look at trading down because, especially with the number two pick, with the guys on your team, if you can trade down and acquire some more assets while you do it, you get a couple more rookie deals from guys like the Atlanta Hawks. You know, the Atlanta Hawks can move up. Maybe they don't love. I don't know Cam Reddish. You got Herder, you got Hunter. They're drafted somebody else. You get Cam Reddish and the sixth for two, and like Damian Lee. That would be the craziest. That would be the craziest. Um, what's it called? That would be so out of nowhere because every report about the Hawks has been they want to win now. It would be very interesting if they had this whole win now agenda, just so that they could have everyone talking about their pick, and then actually draft someone for the future. That would be some real 3D chess that I don't see their org being capable of. Because that's really – I mean, and that's not like just dis- – that's not just disrespect to the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really hard to pull off. I don't know that any org could pull it off. But if they did, that would be impressive. But I don't yeah. – I don't. 
I don't see it, but it would really impress me, and I think it would be the right move. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one that I actually have written down would be Bobby Portis. He's worth $15 million. He'd fit in the trade exception. Yeah. Number four, mm-hmm. and stuff. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that stuff is second rounders, a future first, a future pick swap, but stuff mm-hmm. for just the number two. Well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe like Jordan Poole mm-hmm. or like Ty Bowman or whatever. I mean, Bobby Forrest is on the Knicks right now, yeah. Is he? Oh wait, whoa, nope, that was for the Knicks. My bad. That was for the Knicks. <laughs> I had every part of that trade mixed up. Oh man, I forgot that Portis got trade. He's he's. <laughs> He's a bull forever. Like him and Felicia are <laughs> the same person forever. in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but even Bobby Portis with the Knicks isn't necessarily a bad trade for the Warriors. It gives someone who can space the floor, bigger guy, mm-hmm. shoot the ball. I like Bobby Portis. He's a feisty guy, too. You know, he likes to get the hands going and yeah. practice every once in a while. Old crazy eyes. And then the Knicks, too, like they have future picks. They have those two Mavericks picks, which I don't necessarily think are going to be anything because I assume that Luka and KP are going to be making the playoffs for years to come. But you have future assets that aren't even yours that I don't know how the Warriors think about it. But a Bobby Porras and six and a future Mavs pick and the second for two and like Jordan Poole, Damian Lee, Alan Smilage each pick one. Like, who cares? <laughs> hey, apparently they like that guy. Exactly. Like, there's. The Warriors have guys that aren't like they rotated probably 20, 30 guys last season because the team was just oh a, a med bay of different injuries and different G League players. But 10 guess, days for 10 days, injury, 10 days. Yeah. Like, I think one interesting way they could use the trade exception because, okay, so they cannot use their trade exception to pick up Dennis Schroeder, who's worth. $17.5 million. Mm-hmm. But they can use it to get Gorgi Jang, who's worth $17.283 million. They have yeah. the exact 287640 <laughs> Yo, That $40 is very important to him. Who gave um, Gorgi Jang $17 million? <laughs> summer 16. All summer 16, baby. All summer 16. Um, <laughs> it was that Drake. Call the Drake. Get Drake in here. Get Drake on the pod. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Frizzy. Um, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, so you could, what you, they could do is they could pick up Jeng. Yeah. And here's where it gets confusing in terms of the CBA. And I tried to figure it out and I, I, I can't, I need an agent. I need yeah. an agent whose job it is to, they either have to do the trade and wait 30 days mm-hmm. or they can do it as a three team. I think they can do it as a three team where the Gorgie Jeng would go to the, Thunder, and then Dennis Schroeder would go to the Warriors, mm-hmm. and then they would absorb Jang into their cap in their cap their um cap, their trade exception, yeah. and then they then immediately trade him at one point two with the uh, one point two five aggregation rule. So you can have up to one point two five times the salary going out. Yeah. You can return that. Mm-hmm. They'd use that rule then to get Schroeder in. So they could use that to pick up Schroeder. They could use that to pick up Aaron Gordon. They could use that to pick up a bunch of guys. But Jeng is the biggest contract they can get, and yeah. they've already traded. It's funny because they actually traded. They got the trade exception by trading with the Grizzlies. Yeah. Now they can do another trade with the Grizzlies. So they have a relationship there, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and apparently everyone loves the Aaron Gordon fit, except for me. But The Aaron Gordon fit on the Warriors? Yeah. 
it's interesting. I think they should really prioritize getting a big, though. Yeah. Like a big, big that can play in the middle, that can help them. Doesn't necessarily – like James Wiseman's an interesting prospect because he's got the size. He seems to have the shooting ability and he can handle a little bit. But I don't know if they really want to try to go to the finals with a rookie center when he's going to have to be matched up against <laughs> Jokic or AD or oh, yeah. big men in the Western Conference that – are going to punish you down low, especially when you're too small to play that position right now. Just mm-hmm. like, what about, what about my next topic is Wiggins. So mm-hmm. let's just pop yeah, over. Yeah. He's owed 30 million. What if Wiggins for Drummond straight up? It's not a bad deal. I don't mind it, especially because Drummond's only got one year left. Mm-hmm. And then if you do that and you still have number two, you can look at a guy like Anthony Edwards. You can look at a guy like you don't like him, but Killian Hayes. Or like- I, I like Killian Hayes. I just don't <laughs> like him at two. I like Killian Hayes. I like Killian Hayes at six. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. You could get if you do that deal, I still think the trade down is on the table because I think there's a lot of guys that they can plug and play into those like with Steph Clay and Dre, the beauty of it is that you have a lot of movement, a lot of switching a lot of versatility on the floor. So there's a lot of guys that you can plug and play into that team. And there's a lot of veteran leadership, a lot of guys that can show them the ropes. So I'm not too worried about, you know, like a guy like Anthony Edwards, a lot has been talked about how he's like, might not be focused during the whole game the same way as LaBello is. He gets lost on defense, this, that, and the others. But when you're coming to a team like Golden State that has a reputation of winning, hard work, teamwork, with that coaching staff, with those guys, I think it's inevitable that they're going to be better, reach their potential a little bit quicker. I'm going to so, say it right now. If the Warriors if, – if number one overall pick, LaMelo Ball, mm-hmm. let's say that happens. Sure. If the Warriors pass on Anthony Edwards, I'm out. I'm out for him. Really? I'm out. I, I, am, I am out. That is, I'm predicting a bust. Because his – unless they take James Wiseman. Yeah. But if they take either Wiseman, I don't think they're going to take Wiseman. He doesn't seem like the kind of player that they draft. Mm-hmm. I think it's more likely they take a Kongwu at two than Wiseman, honestly. Just when you look at what they do, like they don't like they don't like these massive guys. Like no, for sure, they don't like these. I don't see that. But if they don't take Edwards or Wiseman, mm-hmm. I'm out on Edwards. I'm not out on Wiseman. I think Wiseman could be a good player for a really long time. I don't think he'll ever be a great great player. But I think he could be a really good player for a long time, mm-hmm. especially if his head is screwed on straight. We don't know. We don't, you know, like that's something that comes out usually a few years yeah. into the league. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'd be out on Edwards if the if the if they uh, Warriors sit on him. Warriors yeah. don't take him. I like Anthony Edwards. I think the Warriors could pass on him just because they don't necessarily need a score like that. Mm-hmm. As much as it would benefit. It could benefit them in the sense where it could give them, like, Clay chill a little bit more and have more time to rehab and doesn't have to take as many shots. You don't have to worry about Draymond, just whether he can or can't shoot. The past few years have been emphatically cannot shoot. So, like, unless he's coming back from somewhere that I don't know what training camp they sent him to where he could shoot, they're not going to have a lot of spacing without having someone who could hit a shot. And I think Anthony Edwards... I like him. He was mm. stuck in Georgia by himself pretty much. They had no one else on that team that was within. I, I don't think you get to say stuck in Georgia. He knew what he signed up for when he, he signed with he Georgia did. instead of UNC. You know? Anthony, know Cole Anthony was stuck with nobody because <laughs> UNC sucked and, dry, and thing. 
Georgia, Georgia never gets anybody, you know? Of course, but he made that decision. He's from Atlanta, so I understand a little bit going to your hometown school. But I think he's a – we'll get into the draft a little bit later, obviously, but I think he's a fantastic three-level scorer. I think he's going to be a really good scorer in the NBA for years to come, no lie. Mm-hmm. But I like the Wiggins for Drummond swap. I don't know how – I don't know how the Cavs feel about it because I, I guess they do have KPJ to play that and Shetty, but I mean I think that the only way it happens is if they either take Okongwu mm-hmm. at uh, they take Okongwu or if they take Toppin and think that Toppin's a five, which I think is a possibility. I think Toppin yeah. could be your ultimate Amari's new Amari start, Amari crazy starting five, crazy scorer. Um. But I think that the Cavs have to buy that and be like, wait, we need to get him minutes. Yeah. Okay, well, we'd rather cut Chetty's minutes and get Wiggins. And, like, mm. I mean, it's a risk, but it's still, like, only two, I think, two years left on the deal after that. Like, yeah, Wiggins is not on a deal for much longer. Yeah, it's not a crazy – it's, it's expensive, but they don't have anyone else that they need to be paying. You know, Kevin Love is yeah. not worth a penny. Kevin Love has no trademark yet. Yeah, and I think, Kev, I think actually Kevin Love's uh, Wiggins deals are up in the same offseason. So, yeah, so you, all of a sudden, you have 60 mil of the cap space. Like. Yeah. And, like, maybe maybe Sexton – I'd have to check. I think maybe mm-hmm. Sexton's extension hits, but there's no way that Garland and KPJ are up for extensions yet. Yeah. So, you have at least one max slot. You have four players that are supposed to be really good on rookie contracts. Mm-hmm. You've got all these – you got all you got bodies. you mm-hmm. got players. you got hoopers. That could attract somebody. That could attract yeah. – like if you know if, if if like Toppin's working out crazy at the five and Sexton's killing it and Porter keeps improving and Garland figures it out, the only thing you're missing is a four. Yeah. And like you can find one of those, you know, you, you can, can find one. And if you're ready to throw thirty million dollars, like you can find someone good at the four mm-hmm. for thirty million dollars. Yeah. No, the Andre Jump is an interesting swap. Because mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. It'd be fun. It would just be funny to see the Cavs and the Warriors doing business at the end of the day and seeing Wiggins <laughs> back in Cleveland where it all was supposed to start. Where it all started. <laughs> Go back and to the Wiggins beginning. Wiggins and Love on the same team. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. That, be, it, apparently, he has like crazy stats against LeBron. I believe Got it. Lots of hatred <laughs> against LeBron for that trade. You know, maybe that's like turning the the potential on a hundred percent. Every game he goes out yeah. trying to prove them wrong. I would just like thirty five wins MVP. <laughs> um, All of a sudden, it's Cavs against LeBron in the finals. It's going on. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so funny. Wiggins goes for forty five. <laughs> and then, okay, the last thing I want to say about the Warriors, so we don't take too long on this, is what you have written here at the end. And yeah. it's the event, the possibility of Giannis. Because they have the best package. They, I think they definitely have the best swap that the Bucks are going to get for him. If they think, then we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I think the only way that the Bucks give up Giannis this offseason is if he goes to them this offseason and tells them there's no chance he resigns next year. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it's going to take. And if, they, if he does that, then a package of second overall, the Wolves pick, Wiggins, and then a couple of future picks maybe. I don't, I don't even think they, they like need a couple of future picks. Because yeah. like, the 2021 draft looks so good, mm-hmm. and the Timberwolves look so bad. And we'll talk about that a little more later. Yeah. So it's I, just like 
no, who else is going to offer that? You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, like no one else I, has a top five pick, a potential future top five pick. Top and, 10, top five protected, apparently. Okay. Yeah. And then a former number one overall pick mm-hmm. who's still, he's only 25 years old, you know? Like, mm-hmm. And he can plug and play at that spot. You could have him and Chris Middleton on the floor at the same time. I really think mm-hmm. the two, three, four in the NBA has evolved to the point where it just does not matter. Like, yeah. who cares what height you are playing the two, the three, or the four? You got to be able to shoot and defend. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I mean, Wiggins didn't look like a thirty million overall, thirty million dollar player when he was on the Warriors, but he looked like a seventeen million dollar player when he was on the Warriors. <laughs> Killing you know, you're right? taking that experiment to see what he can do in a full season. If he can keep that up, you know, why not? Like, Especially you know, Coach Bud good. is really good. You know, yeah. Coach, Coach Bud gets the best out of players, especially in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would not put it past them to find something good in Wiggins. And maybe yeah. they trade him. Maybe they keep him. Maybe, maybe they just have fun and sell jerseys and post, make posters of him dunking on people, you know? Well, but, at the end of the day, that might be all they have left. But, uh, yeah. It might make them I, some money. I don't. I just don't see the Giannis thing happening. I would be over the moon. Well, I would buy a Giannis jersey the second that the NBA the NBA announced the trade. <laughs> like, oh my god! What <laughs> the full arc on the back? <laughs> the full teeth, like. But look, it's obviously the best trade for the Warriors. There's nothing mm. really that we can. I don't think there's anything that we could say that hasn't been said about Giannis Antetokounmpo before. Well, actually, you know think we can. Is. I actually think okay. we can because they announced the salary cap and no one has talked about this yet, which is crazy to me because I listen to like eight basketball podcasts. It's the only thing I do, even though it's the off season. Like I can't listen to music anymore because people have stopped putting out good music. That's Although true. I want to listen to that future, that future, future Uzi tape and the two chains tape that just dropped. Yeah. But music has slowed down a lot. So I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. No one is talking about the fact that the Supermax is only – 228 to 244 million dollars mm-hmm. that's as much as paul george can sign for yeah that's supposed to be a supermax excuse me like there's no yeah. because the salary cap is so is so low um because the salary cap is so low you can't just you can't just give anyone the most money possible I just mean like you, you can't, but like it's you can't sign that. Mm-hmm. Your ten year option is going to be worth thirty five percent of the cap, mm-hmm. and the cap is going to raise for three years. It, it increased by the littlest amount this year, so the supermax is the lowest it will be for the rest of time, unless yeah, like they're they're planning on two to ten million increase next year, mm-hmm. and then they're planning it again the year after. So in. Two years, there could be extra twenty million. Twenty percent of thirty-five yeah. is like seven million more dollars mm-hmm. per year, and increasing too because the contract increasing are five like five percent more every year. Yeah, it, I think it's eight and a half actually eight for the for the max. Yeah, if he yeah. if he signs a two plus one with someone and then the five the five year mega max yeah ten year option, that'd be worth over fifty million dollars a year by the end. Yeah, he easily makes the money back. There's no reason. Even if he signs a five-year right now mm-hmm. of just the regular max or a four-year regular max of someone, which is between 140 to $180 million, mm-hmm. still he will make that money up yeah. so quickly on the fifth year where he can make $50 million. No, like, and I think, will, 
He can make yeah. 230 if he signs the perfect max with about 180, and then he signs for 50 million a year after that 230. That's in the range of the super max. He is there. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for him to sign the super max, and I no, think that I, plays into him maybe getting traded. No one talks about season. that. No, I do believe that because especially this offseason, I've been saying for a while now that Giannis like this year is not the year to sign a super max. Next year is not the year to sign a super max. Like, he's got to at least wait and see if his team is going to bring in pieces to help him. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's you, you can't run this team back again. You're not gonna win. Like, they tried it. They not. tried it twice, and you know you you can take two shots. I'm okay mm-hmm. with two shots. Two makes sense. But the third, three is too much. When your guy's about to leave, <laughs> that's too much. You know, if so, you don't have you, and because they're not young, it's not like they're like chill. It's not like they're like 24. You know, they're not our age. They're not kids. They're. They're like Bledsoe's like thirty. Middleton's yeah. like thirty. Like Giannis is like twenty seven. Like yeah, Brooke Lopez, Eric Bledsoe. Brooke Lopez is like thirty four. <laughs> yeah, like, Lopez, Brooke Lopez could be like Brooke Lopez could be my brother's dad. Yeah, Brooke like, Lopez could be out of the league by the time Giannis like first like first year of his supermax in a couple years. Brooke Lopez's career could be over. So I don't think that the Milwaukee Bucks like Giannis definitely shouldn't sign it. But mm-hmm. just given all the things that he said throughout his career about wanting to stay in Milwaukee and working to win with his organization, mm-hmm. I would be shocked to see him traded yeah. uh, on draft day because I think this would only be a draft day trade. Unless, unless LaMelo falls or whoever they take, the Warriors take, goes ham yeah. and just takes the lead by storm, then yeah, this is a draft day trade and I don't see it happening on draft day. That's, it's just like there's no mm-hmm. – unless the, the Bucks fall – head over heels in love with someone that they can get at two mm. and they are like 99 because even like on even at 99.9% sure if Giannis is not coming back I'll, I'll bet on that 0.1 for Giannis <laughs> Antetokounmpo I mean I think he's the worst MVP DPOY of all oh, time yeah. but he still is an MVP DPOY <laughs> you know? two other people that did it so like come on like he's like he's you know he might be the worst but that's still like oh and he's the worst between three like yeah. two surefire hall of famers top 10 all-time players like mm-hmm. yeah I'll, okay that's cool. that's a fine place to be the worst you know it's, you're at the bottom of a very exclusive list sir Don't yeah I, it. like, I, hey you're he's the only one not from the same draft class <laughs> like, like literally but you have to look at the value of that minnesota pick because that minnesota pick is insane value yeah. especially because especially it rolls over to be top to be number one protected the year after i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. But Minnesota, like, the 21-21 draft is supposed to be insane. You know, Jalen Green, B.J. Boston, Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, Jonathan Kuminga, and so many more guys. guys. But all go number one overall this year. That's what I heard. If they were letting people get drafted out of high school, all those guys could have gone number one overall. The yeah. entire top seven could have gone number one overall. Mm-hmm. So a top ten pick is probably the same value or higher value than the number two pick right now. Yeah. And with that, 2022 could be the super draft where high school kids come back. So if it gets rolled over, mm-hmm. that's still good. You're looking at taking Chad Holmgren or Imani Bates yeah. and all the top prospects from both classes. It's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. And the Wolves, like, they're not guaranteed to be bad, but like, they probably are. Yeah, like, if, if history shows us anything, it's that the Timberwolves will not get it together. Hear me out. Hear me out. Listen to this list of players who played in their last game. Cat was injured, so we're going to say Cat anyways. But yeah. D'Angelo Russell, Josh Akoji, 
James Johnson, oh, Jarrett gosh. Culver, oh, Malik gosh. Beasley, Jake Lehman, Wajo Hornan Gomez, Jordan McLaughlin on a two-way. So that, How many of those players can start? Three? So that sounds four. like a, a good playoff G League team. Yeah. <laughs> that team is gonna that team's gonna that team's gonna get beat by the 905 Raptors in the finals, but they'll put up a good fight. They'll they'll work hard, but uh, you never know. The Greensboro swarm might get them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, like Minnesota's got a lot of work to do, obviously, and I think they're in a really tough spot. Because they have no they cap have, space. Yeah, you have Cat and Delo on max deals. You're James Johnson's a- getting paid 15, which is actually bad. Usually that's not a bad thing for a bad team to have one contract that's so big. But because he's worth on a big contract, Wancho's on a contract, Lehman's on a contract, Okoji's making a little bit of money, Jared Culver makes like $6 million, mm-hmm. and Malik Beasley is an RFA. They have no money. None. <laughs> None. Their cap base is zero. They have, they're at the salary cap, yeah. and they have three starting caliber players. Like, what are you going to do with that? It's I love Juan Show, and I love Lehman and I, as role players, but mm-hmm. they're, they're role players. Yeah. Maybe they get spot starts. Yeah. They, both of those guys. On the West. Both of those guys, I honestly don't want getting PT for me in the playoffs unless it's like eight minutes a game as like a stretch big. Yeah, I, I think Layman could be good. I, I like Layman. I know you like Layman. <laughs> I love Layman. I love I, – uh, I played with his brother. That's, that's my spoilers for everyone who's listening. I played with his brother. <laughs> but I like Layman a lot as a cutter. He's yeah. athletic. He's a good defender. He doesn't, he doesn't like make stupid mistakes. And in mm-hmm. the end, like that's what you want on a playoff team for your bench your – bench Yeah. Thing. But, like, not your starting – your starting wing needs to be getting you buckets. Mm -hmm. And there's honestly not many worse problems to have in the NBA than have a first overall pick and also already be capped out. Because it's like, how was your team so bad that Mm -hmm. you got the number one pick and yet you have no money? And It's it's outrageous because the the number two pick is the same way. They both have no money. But the number two pick is like a finals contender. Like the number two pick could win the the NBA championship next year. This is like some Detroit 2003 stuff. Yeah. Like some Tim Duncan stuff. Tim Duncan for real. But like Minnesota is capped out and they stink. (laughs) And they're trying to trade the number one pick. Like, no, 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 no. Like – Trade D'Angelo Russell. How about that? <laughs> what are you trying to? What are they trying to do? Like I don't know what they're trying to do. Yeah, like, you don't, don't have a roster that's going to play in the. You don't have a good roster. Mm-mm. You don't have a, a deep enough roster to make the playoffs in the West. Not even close. Like you need like, like three need- more starters. <laughs> you need like three more starters. Like you need to figure out what position Carl Anthony Towns can win games playing. We don't even know that yet. <laughs> Is he a power forward? Like, I, I, a lot of people hate the idea, but, like, come on. He's not winning as a center. Like, no, doesn't protect the paint enough to be your big. Unless you're going to get, like, a Draymond Green next to him. Who can exactly. Defense, like, you might as well put him on the perimeter. And you know what? A, that's why Draymond Green is almost a max contract player on every team. Yeah. Like, like he, he enables, like, ugh, whatever. It allows your team to do so much more. Yep. I know. The will honestly, the Timberwolves' best hope is that someone moves to Seattle and they can get switched into the Eastern Conference. Yep. <laughs> That's the only way they're yep. making the money off. Yep. <laughs> that is the only chance they have. Double to expand, Seattle, Vegas, push over Minnesota. Minnesota, get out of here. You go on the East. You're pretty much next to Chicago anyway. Like, oh, my God. Imagine the, the fighting that would happen between them, New Orleans, <laughs> and Memphis over who gets to go East. <laughs> Please, I want the eight seed. Like... <laughs> 
<laughs> please, I don't want to have to work hard for my playoff spot. Don't you want to have to play in LeBron and Kawhi? I don't want to play in LeBron. <laughs> LeBron's a bad man. Bad man. Apparently, they're going to trade the number one for Drew Holiday. Oh, please don't do that. And, like, you know what? If it's Drew Holiday 13 and a pick next year, okay. Uh, if it's anything else, it's a like, great dude. But, I mean, Atlanta's doing the same thing, though. Both of them in Atlanta are connected to giving up their pick for Drew Holiday. And it's like, am I crazy? Is he not 31? Does he not feel like he's 34 also? Like, come on. He made an all-star game at 23 and hasn't made one since. That adds, like, four years, like, to your age. You know, you're instantly 27 if you've only made one all-star game and you were, like, in your young 20s. So he's basically, like, 50, you know? And you know me, I'm a, I'm honestly a fan of Drew Holiday. I love Same here. Philly. I love what he can do. I think he's one of the more underrated guys. You listen to a lot of guys in the league and talk about the best perimeter guards or the hardest guys they have matched up one-on-one against. A lot of guys will tell you that Drew Holiday is up there on that list. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going into a game against 29 other teams that they're in the regular season. If you have to play Drew Holiday, you're like, damn it, this is one of my five worst matchups of the season. Mm-hmm. Also with that, also with that, just to talk about it, because I really love this point. It's a thing that Chris Bosch, Bosch brought up. It's when you bring your A game. And the last time that Drew Holiday was on a good team was when he was 23 <laughs> and was an all-star. So when you're playing Drew Holiday, you're also not bringing your A game, which is why I like guys like Marcus Smart a little better. But mm-hmm. That's a whole different discussion. We could have a whole podcast just talking about Marcus Martin, Drew Holiday, and defenses and stuff like that. Um, So with all that, I just I hate talking about Minnesota. It makes me a little depressed, Mm -hmm. you know, because I look at it and I'm like, I could be a GM, you know, I could mess I could mess a team up that badly and get away with it. I look Um, at Minnesota and I think I could contribute to this team in any single facet they wanted me on the court, in the front (laughs) office, as a coach. Like, what do you want me to do, Minnesota? But I can do it. Let's do it. I'm there. Clearly, I'm there. Get me in there. Clearly, you're doing something wrong, and I think I can fix it. Like, <laughs> let me and Dilo run the backcourt with Cat, and trust me, it's flame. I'll figure something out. I can't feel where... <laughs> I will play the defense that D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns cannot. <laughs> Chad, you're getting sorry again for the chase down block. <laughs> um, I'd love that. I'd love to watch that. I would love to. I'll send them your tape, you know? Let's get a high, let's get a let's get a Montreal pro am running run going right now and send the film. See if one of us can get signed. Exactly. We'll get off the next AK season, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Ariel Kinkler. Yes, sir. All right, yes, sir. I want to talk about the Suns and the Sixers yeah. before we leave. Yes, sir. And I do think we need to speed it up because I think this is like almost an hour and a half going. Yeah, it might be two hours almost. <laughs> uh, so the Suns, the Bubble Suns were undefeated, which is awesome. It gives a lot of hope. It was D Book's first three game winning streak streak it changed the narrative around him people think he's a winning player now which i didn't you know i'll own that i was wrong i mean maybe i wasn't it's too early to call it but i was wrong maybe he is a winner phoenix finally put a winning team around him he's a winning player he should have made all nba third team definitely and then everyone freaked out when ryan rasillo said that it's the worst kept secret that book wants out and i don't know about i mean rasillo is an interesting guy yeah i know he has some sources but i don't know how many sources so maybe it's true Maybe it's not. But all that's to say is you can't trade Devin Booker unless it's for James Harden. Literally. So let's not even talk about it. It's, it's, it's a useless thing to talk about. He's on contract for like four more years. Yeah. We'll worry about that in three years or two years. You know, when he's Giannis, when it's, when it's his uh, yeah. 
leaving season. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and I definitely think the Russillo thing is like the worst kept secret saying D-Book wants out. I it's I don't believe it to be true. I, th- I think, I think Chris- it's at least a bad report because it's at least a well-kept secret, you know? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like, know. <laughs> it's like, I believe that Devin Booker wants to win. And maybe he there's like there's definitely everyone in the NBA there's guys that they'd like to play with you know so I wouldn't doubt that Devin Booker has said like damn I wish I could be here or I wish like it would be cool to play with them but I never don't I don't think it's ever been a situation where he's like I don't want to be here I want to be there I think it's more just it would be cool if he got to pair up with these guys but he seems intent or Phoenix seems intent on keeping him he doesn't seem like he wants to leave and him and DeAndre Aiden I think can be two future All-NBA players for multiple years to come together. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're both nasty. And, like, Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges are great compliments to them. They play and, I mean, Ricky ball. Rubio really unlocked Booker as an off-ball player. Mm-hmm. And all that's to say, they also have $18 million in cap space. They were yeah. the nine seed or eight, 10 seed by, like, half a game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, poor Jaron Jackson. I really hope he comes back. He's one of my favorite players. But – yeah. If he doesn't come back, it looks like the six Suns at least have a jump to nine to make. Mm-hmm. Um, they have $18 million in cap space, $17 million in cap space. Dario Saric is an RFA. Uh, the West Virginia kid, I can't remember his name. I call him a kid, but he looks like he's 40. I've called so many people old men oh, on this podcast. Javon Carter? Javon Carter, thank you. I know who you're talking about. Thank you. Like I called him Jared Culver hairline. last night, and Eli was so mean to me. <laughs> that man's um, hairline's all the way back behind his ears. Dude's <laughs> ball. He's an old man, but he's so good. He was great yeah, at West Virginia. Nice. He was great this season. I like him. No disrespect. It's just uh, the hairline's a little whack. Yeah, but he's good. He's a player. He's a hooper. Yeah, he's so a if they renounce him, they renounce Sarich, and they renounce – they got one other free agent. That I think yeah. they can open up $22 million, $24 million. Baines. They have Baines. They could open up like $22 to $24 million. But I don't know why they would do that. I mean, apparently they love Fred Van Vliet, and I think that would be a mistake to bring him in. I, I love Fred Van Vliet, but yeah. I don't like his fit next to Booker compared to Ricky Rubio. I don't think he's an upgrade over Rubio. I don't think he wants to come be a six-man. I mean, maybe if he's yeah. in the Brinks truck like he was talking about, he'd be fine with it. But I don't think you pay the Brinks truck for a six-man, and I don't think you know you go – I don't think you pay that much for a six-man, really. That's about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ricky Rubio's still on the team. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about the CP deal before. One thing we didn't talk about was the the bringing the band back together. Being yeah, together. thank you. Yeah, I know you like that idea. So you yes, can, sir. You can go ahead and tell. Oh, I love it. Thank you for giving me that. I know I've <laughs> talked so much, but I love talking. Thank you for letting me continue. Uh, so Danilo Gallinari for seventeen million dollars per year for two years. So that's about thirty-four, thirty-five million dollars. You sign him, and then you do the CP3 trade, the same way that the Lakers did it this past offseason, signing their players and then trading for Anthony Davis. Yeah, They still have their cap room, and then they become capped out with the CP3 trade. Mm-hmm. But they already have a $17 million player in Danilo Gallinari. He wants to compete, but maybe you sell him on, you know, you'll be a starter, you'll make an, a lot of money, and we'll have a really good playoff run. Okay. He was part of the last two surprise playoff runs with OKC and with the um, – Oh, what do you call them? The Clippers. He was on both of their surprise teams. Mm-hmm. CP3 is like this ultimate floor general as part of the same OKC surprise team. Yeah. And was the guy that pushed Houston to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. You know, you put all that in and you say, Book, we got you everything we can do. 
We yeah. can't do anything more. We love you, book. Yeah. Stay. Here's some hoopers. And you got Cam Johnson coming off the bench or Mikhail Bridges coming off the bench. You have Gallinari starting. You got starting five of CP3, book, I put Bridges. Yeah. I like Bridges better, honestly. Yeah. Bridges, Gallinari, and Aiton. Like, that's a playoff five. Like, that's a playoff five. That's, an eight, that's the eight seed. That is the eight seed. Like, I, I'm, I love Memphis, and I, I, I don't actually love New Orleans, but I like New Orleans. That's beating them both. That is going to be the eighth seed. Yeah. They're probably going to get killed by LeBron, but Book needs to make his first playoff run already. Mm-hmm. We need to see what Book can do in the playoffs. If, they, if all, everything falls well, they, I could see them as a six, honestly. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's not even necessarily an eight seed, in my opinion. Devin Booker can be an all-NBA yeah. guy. Like, he can, if with CP on his team, I wouldn't be surprised. He averages, again, like 26, 27, 28. That's, yeah. You got Gallo, who can give you like 18, 19. DeAndre Aiden, who's going to be giving you like 15 and 13. You got mm-hmm. CP, who can give you like 15 and 12 assists and then just score in the fourth quarter. And Devin Booker is getting triple teamed. Like, mm-hmm. Then you got guys like Cap Johnson off the bench can spread it. Mm-hmm. Baines, if they can bring him back. I don't know what his rights are looking like. But. Well, they'd have his cap hold. They'd probably have his bird rights. Mm-hmm. And so they could go over the cap to sign him. They could go over the cap to sign Sarich. So they. I mean, they probably only bring back one of those two guys. Yeah. But that's still a bench five, a good bench five at that. Yeah, you have you – Campaign is probably years. not leaving. He had the best season of his career. So that's eight guys right there. That's an eight – that's a good eight-man squad right there. Campaign played amazing this past season. And they have Ty Jerome too, who a bigger has guard has potential. I think, he, I think he has to be included to make the money match in the CP3 trade. Possibly. So they might not have Ty Jerome. Either way. But they could have Culver back, actually. They'd keep his RFA rights. Yeah. And, and then, no, I don't think anyone's overpaying for, for him. Uh, not Culver. Um, Javon uh, Carter. Javon Carter. Love him. Yeah. Love and him. Then, Can't remember his name. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to be able to go one day without mentioning the Phoenix Suns and uh, our bouncy boy, Jalen the Q. Yeah. The squad. <laughs> I, think, I think my brother got – no, my brother – did my brother get dunked on him? Uh, he'll come in through the door soon, and I'll ask him. How about that? If he comes in through the door, I'll holler at him. And we'll ask. But I, I'm pretty sure he played Jalen Lequeux. I think I missed I missed Lequeux when I was at Tilton. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he can. Like, I don't see any reason why Jalen Lequeux couldn't be a 10th, 11th man, like third rotation point guard in the league. He brings yeah, the energy. He brings athleticism. He can push the ball up the floor. Like, just like get other teams tired. Like. All you got to like, do is run these teams down so that other guys can get buckets against them. And he'll start filling out soon. You know, he's, mm-hmm. I, he's, he's, he's what, he's 19 right now, 20? Like, yeah, I think he's, he's not, recently turned 20 probably. Like, he's not old. Like, he is this young guy. He is 20 years old as of June 13th. He just turned yeah. 20. He's younger than a, a lot of the guys coming into the league right now out of the draft. Like, Literally. Like, Obi Toppin's 22, you know? Like, <sighs> Obi Toppin's as old as Jason Tatum. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like Jalen, like he was like still a kid. Like he's still he's still filling out. Like he could be something really good. And yeah. the Suns got him for almost nothing. And it's the last thing I want to talk about, I just, we got to move on because I yeah. really don't want this to be. Like, I mean, I'd love that if it was a great two hour podcast. Mm-hmm. But this is our first podcast in months. I don't yeah, want it to be two hours. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about the Seventy Sixers. Mm-hmm. They hired Daryl Morey. They hired Doc Rivers. They paid Elton Brand again. I don't understand what's going on with their front office, but I'm not a front office savant like that. I'm a big believer that people focus a little too much on it. 
You know, everyone figures it out usually. There's not – I don't think there's that many power struggles unless you have Mark Jackson yeah. involved and he's, you know, Bryce Calabrini is a spy or whatever he had. Yeah. Like, if you're not Mark Jackson, like, there's no power struggles in your front office usually. Yeah, all right. You should be fine. Everyone wants another job except for Mark Jackson apparently. He um, hasn't been an answer with Jeff Van Gundy. He is, yep, uh, and he is really struggling with it. Uh, Rasilla was talking about how he doesn't have a job because of it because he looks so bad on it. Yeah, but I don't want to get I don't want to get distracted on the Jackson. Like, uh, you know, 76ers. Seventy Sixers. Versus here. What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Are they gonna blow it up? Are they too tall? Everyone's saying they're too tall, and Maury loves his midgets. Everyone on that starting five is taller than everyone on Houston's starting five, except for Rocco, who was 6'7", and Josh Richardson, who was 6'6". Yeah. There is a one-inch difference, and, I mean, that could just be because, you know, Rocco wore some big shoes and Josh Richardson didn't. So they're the same height in my book, okay? Yeah. So everyone is taller on the Sixers. Mm-hmm. And all the, all the people who don't really know are saying, oh, he's going to blow it up. He wants his three-point shoes. He wants his little guys. He wants Harden. Mm-hmm. But they don't know what analytics means. Yeah. Analytics is about taking the best shot. And you know what the best shot is? A dunk. A dunk. <laughs> Unless you're Marquise Chris and you shoot 70% on your dunks, which yeah. is still the craziest stat I've ever seen in my life. This guy throws um, it at the rim. I watched him last season. He just throws it at the rim. He doesn't try to dunk. He doesn't <laughs> get it. He doesn't get it. That's what I used to do before I knew how to dunk. I, I didn't stop watching the Marquise Chris tape. <laughs> Uh, John Oliver betrayed me talking about that guy so much. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, so, like, the dunk is the most statistically best shot. You got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Josh Richardson. That's a lot of dunks. That's a lot of big bodies. That's a lot of putting it right through the hoop. Yeah. Um, so I don't actually think he needs to get – I mean, I think he is going to get three-point shooters. Mm-hmm. I think that's all he's going to be signing. I think that, you know, you won't see anyone get signed this offseason that isn't a shooter to his team. Probably. Yeah, you know, Matisse, no way they bring in a big. No way they bring in a big. <laughs> unless they have a deal worked out to get rid of everybody. They're, yeah. uh, unless Al Horford's out the door. They have, four, they have four power forward centers. Yeah. Like, I would play Simmons. I would personally play Simmons in center. I have a cra- – I mean, my crazy yeah. take is that I think – I've told you this. I think that they should uh, – in the half court, they just need to make Simmons play like Bam did. Because he's better than Bam at everything Bam did. Like, he could do everything that Bam did. And then, of course, open court, you let him be Ben Simmons. Defensive end, you let him be Ben Simmons. But in the half court, you let him play at the elbow. You let him get to his shooters yeah. like that. Get the ball out of his hands a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think, need, exactly, I think you need – Exactly. I think you need to get rid of Embiid. But I think more than that, you need to get back your ISO score. Like, you lost Jimmy Butler for nothing, which was a big mistake. Still hurts. I like that you <laughs> And now he's in the finals. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish the viewer, I wish everyone listening to this could see your face. Oh, my God. The Sixers, bro. Because, look, I'm, I'm a Philadelphia 76ers fan. I'm going to put that out there. I, one of my, like, three – like, after the Warriors, might be my second favorite team in the league. But trading Jimmy Butler, I would – not even trading Jimmy Butler. Losing Jimmy Butler. It was just like, what – are we doing here, boys? What is the situation? I'm looking at this team right now. We got everyone who's making upwards of $27.5 million, being Al Horford, on three-year or longer deals. Uh-huh. And all of them also, like Al Horford's 34, Tobias Harris on a four-year deal at 28, 
like these are deals that if Daryl Morey's going to do anything, he's going to have to move one of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who wants these players. Yep. <laughs> I don't yep. understand. <laughs> I don't know any teams that would be like, yeah, I'll have to buy Cyrus for four mm-hmm. years. Why not? Might as well be, be a number one scorer for us, right? Like maybe the Charlotte Hornets, but uh, you get nothing back. Like there's no way you give up number three. So it's just like. Brogier and Zeller, like, yeah, oh, great, another big, another big white. Cool. cool. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> That's what we needed. <laughs> so it's I, like CP is their best option. Obviously, the the rest for Embiid swap has been talked about. I don't see any way that the Sixers do that because the Houston Rockets just don't have the assets. Like, there's no way that Russell Westbrook by himself is enough for Embiid, and they don't have the picks or the players. How many firsts do they need to put on Embiid to get Harden? To get over, Harden? Over or under three and a half? Under. Over or under two and a half? I think two firsts and two seconds gets it done. I, I, I'm on two firsts and a pick swap, so same value in my eyes. Yeah, because in this draft, they got three seconds and the OKC pick mm-hmm. and or four seconds. Pardon four me. seconds. One of them's like 56 though. But like, yeah. But like two of them are like below 40. They have like 36 and 38, I think. And then one of the things that's interesting about Philly is they have the New York second round pick next year. I'm pretty sure it's the Knicks. Mm-hmm. So that could be like between the 30 to 40 range probably because it's the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And then in 2023, they have a second-round pick that's the best out of Atlanta, Charlotte, or Brooklyn, which, again, in 2023, I could see Charlotte being a bottom five team in the league, which is another basically first-round pick in the second round. So you do two of those, two future Sixer picks. I just don't – it gets it done for me, but I don't think that the Houston Rockets do that. I just don't see them trading away James Harden, especially back to Daryl Morey, who just had James. Yeah. I don't know why he would leave and then get the same player that he couldn't win with. For as much as people say he loves James Harden, it's like this this experiment failed. I mean, I think the wrinkle is less about the experiment failed, but more about how do you justify that to your owner? I don't know who the new GM is for the Rockets, but how do you justify to your owner – yeah, Daryl Morey just left us out of nowhere and said he was going to take some time off and then actually just signed with the Sixers. Um, let's give him our best player. How, yeah. how do you – you know, you tell that to your boss. Your boss is going to fire you. Yeah, no, it's, it's something that I, it would be exciting. It would be interesting. But uh, like we, we said earlier, the, the sacred words to never say here, that's a 2K trade, dog. Like, <laughs> that's a 2K trade. <laughs> <laughs> well used, well Jeremy used. Terry is the NBA 2K like, as much as How I many first do I have to put in for you to accept? All right, I'm going to give you Al Horford and six first round picks, and I want James Arden. All right, six didn't work, you're seven. You're seven, okay. No, but I think I like the Sixers. I hope, I hope they can make a deal that involves Horford or Harris. I don't see where. I'm trying to think right now what teams have like trade exceptions that could take on some of this money. Can't think of one. Mm-hmm. Thinking like I'm part of me is thinking about the Warriors and Al Horford. Well they could do is they could do Jang. They could do 
Jeng into their trade exception, mm-hmm. and then Jeng for Horford. I think. I, I think financially that makes sense, unless they might have to throw in another smaller deal with the one point five afterwards. But even, like they have smaller deals, they have a bunch of second second round picks, three, four, two million dollar guys. But I mean, I don't think. Oh no, it won't work. I think it's just actually they put Jordan Poole in and make it work. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that if you're if you're the Warriors, you're you you want an asset in that trade. Yeah, it's like, like if you could give me a second round pick on Al Horford, that's like a, a thirty to forty. I don't remember which ones he's. I think you want two. I think you want two because you have to gr- give the Grizzlies one for giving you Gorgie Jang. That's true. You want two first round. You want two second round picks. You don't want it to be a mm-hmm. three team trade. One to Memphis. One to you. Or you want two and you do it in two steps. But I don't think you're doing that without the without the second round picks. Yeah, you throw in a couple second rounders, it's possible just because like Steph and Clay are obviously locked up, Trey's locked up. I think Al Horford's deal expires before any of them are off the books. Yeah. It so, should, I think. Maybe maybe just Steph's is done. But maybe yeah, I think it's yeah, just Steph is over, but I think in Steph's contract year is when Al Horford's contract goes down by half anyway. Yeah, and then and you then, can flip him like fourteen yeah. million dollars to like whatever team is tanking. Like that will just cost you like a second. Like hopefully so the same second you used to, same second you got with him. Literally the same same twenty twenty three second. That's a that's Brooklyn, Atlanta, or Charlotte. You could flip without mm-hmm. Horford again and just get rid of his contract. So I mean that would be an interesting trade for the Sixers because it just clears up money for them. It allows them to be a little more flexible, but it doesn't. I mean they actually don't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't really clear up money. It just gives yeah. you J. But like. That's what it's I was going to say. It doesn't money. clear up any fucking money. Oof. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's just like Gordy Dang's contract is one year earlier, though, is it not? It is, but it is, but they're still capped out between You're Simmons and Embiid and Harris. Harris. Like, they yeah. then have to trade Harris for an expiring, and that's going to be hard. Yeah, I don't know who wants to buy Harris or what his market is looking like right now. It's it bad. It's, from what I hear, it's bad. <laughs> from what I, I hear... Al Horford is the one that's tradable, and everyone's like, hey, Tobias Harris, I wouldn't touch with a pole. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually okay. a couple of fun trades for them. I mean, there's obviously, I mean, I like the Buddy Heel fit right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Horford for Buddy Heel. I think we talked about that a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, I love DeMar DeRozan. I DeMar love DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan. Philly? DeMar DeRozan to Philly. Harris or Horford, whichever one the Spurs like more, if the Spurs want to keep contending. And then, like, Zaire Smith, Zaire Smith mm-hmm. to Spurs. You wouldn't swap both. I wouldn't swap both. But I, I think the world is a little too high on Matisse. And I think in the end, you need someone that can actually go get a bucket in the half court for that team. Yeah, the Sixers and, uh, definitely need a bucket cutter. I mean, that that's the, we watched it with Jimmy Butler, and then they just let it go. Mm-hmm. They need that bucket getter. It can easily be DeRozan. DeRozan would do great in it. Just get DeRozan. He's an expiring. If it doesn't work, you just lose him. You free up some money. Especially if you trade Mm -hmm. Harris, and then you're actually freeing up some money because you could probably flip Horford at some point with some assets, and then you just have a lot of free cap space. You could trade Embiid for some picks, Mm -hmm. and then you still have Ben Simmons and whatever's left. Ben Simmons and some rubble. See that? (laughs) Ben Simmons, Matisse, that's about it. That's all you need. Shake. It's a start. It's a start. Lock everyone up. Get like Marcus Smart in free agency and like just have everyone just play defense and nothing else. 
It goes into the half court, just hold it for 24 seconds. <laughs> hold it for 24 seconds and have whichever one can shoot threes just chuck something. Like, Put something up at the rim so someone can get a rebound, please. <laughs> you can't get the fast break. Just hold it till like six and then have like Simmons set a screen for Smart and Smart can just pull up and throw it however he wants it. Well, the only – yeah, I'm, just, I'm trying to look at teams that might want Tobias Harris. I feel like uh, when I look at teams that need that kind of player, I always think about Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers first and foremost because they haven't had a wing, but I don't think he's a fit there. He has too many shots. He doesn't play enough defense. doesn't yeah. make any sense for them. They also don't have any, um, any contracts that will fit, I don't think, unless they trade Zach Collins and Nurkic or if they trade C.J. McCollum. And I don't see them doing either of those things just for Tobias Harris, you know? No, not for just Tobias Harris. I see Hassan Whiteside's got a major cap hold right now with them. Yeah, but, but you can't trade a cap hold. A sign, they could do a sign and trade, but I don't see any reason why the Sixers would want to sign Whiteside. So. Especially for enough money to match it. You know, Hassan yeah. Whiteside's looking – I mean, Hassan Whiteside's looking at the taxpayer MLE, not even like the full yeah, MLE right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if I'm Hassan Whiteside, I'm signing a one-year minimum or a one-year five, like, yeah. whatever my best one-year deal is because I don't have anything else. Maybe the Pacers. I don't know if the Pacers, how they feel about TJ Warren coming out the bubble. But, again, Tobias Harris is one of those guys that just – he's not good enough to be the number one option on your team, but he's making more than number one option money. So, mm-hmm. it's just, like, who is going to want to take that on? We talked about Orlando before. They have so many different contracts that they could try to match with it. I don't think they. I don't think they want any more power forwards. They, they have the same issues the Sixers have, bro. Yeah. John Isaacs, Aaron Gordon, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Auburn kid, Nikola Vucevic. Yeah. They have too many bigs. Like, and then they got Markel Fultz, who's still trying to figure out how to shoot, and DJ Augustin, mm-hmm. who can't really shoot. And like, yeah, what are they doing? Like, I mean. What are they doing? I think Isaac. Yeah. I think Isaac. If he wasn't injured, they'd they'd be doing something great. If Isaac wasn't injured, yeah, John Isaac's definitely a. But, be there, but it's time to trade those older guys and move on to the Fultz, Fultz uh, Isaac's Bamba team. I forgot they had Mo Bamba. I forgot they had Mo Bamba. They spent the sixth oh. pick on him or something. Like, yeah, give him a try. And I like Mo Bamba. I think he could still be a very good player. So yeah, give him some was, looks. Give him some run. I don't know. Uh, maybe the. Maybe the Pelicans, but I don't know. See, I see Tobias Harris as more of a three. Like, I see him as a three-four. Yeah. But if he's going to be effective, five. he's going to be more effective as a three, in my opinion, just because I don't really see him able to score in the four. I just don't I see him guarding play. threes is the issue. Yeah, that's also a problem. But no, the Pelicans, they have Ingram and Zion. They're locked up as a three-four for years to come. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Timberwolves, but, like, again, they have no money to trade, so yeah. – no, I think trying to trade them is, like, such a bad exercise. I mean, the funniest one I came up with is Harris and Horford, and they have five picks in this draft, trading mm-hmm. all five of them to mm-hmm. the Spurs for DeMar and Aldridge. Yeah, it's insane. Like, you could do that double but At least swap, it's expiring, but... you know? At least you're, like, getting rid of it. Maybe you have to do three and two in the future, but, like, you're getting rid of them, and you're starting anew, and yeah. DeRozan isn't bad, Aldridge isn't bad. But I have a crazy three-team trade I want to pitch at you. I think that's right. – this is more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't talk about Hayward enough, but Hayward yeah. has an option where he can. Hayward is a thirty-four million option or something like that. He's gonna opt in unless he gets a deal worth more than three years, sixty. Just Which mathematically, like I mean, yeah. maybe he won't. Maybe he, his agents makes a mistake, but mm-hmm. maybe he, he knows something that I don't. But, yeah, 
360 is probably the minimum that it would take for him to make back the money he would make by doing a 30 and then a two year 10, which is mm-hmm. about what he would probably get. Yeah. Um, so the Celtics would give Hayward and Smart. Okay. They get Oladipo and Turner. Mm-hmm. Warriors give the number two pick. Yeah. They get Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Indiana gives Oladipo and Turner. Uh-huh. They get Hayward number two. And I think I would do number 14 and maybe both of the – maybe the other 26 and 30 also even. Okay. If I'm the Celtics, I would give up Celtics. all three of them. All Definitely all three of them. I'm saying it out loud, all three of them. Like, so, so the Celtics get, are giving up Hayward, Smart, and three second-rounders? Three first-rounders. Three rounders. Three first-rounders. 14, 26, and 30. I mean, two of them are like very late and barely yeah. first-rounders, but they're still first-rounders. Indiana's getting – what, pick two, Gordon Hayward? Pick two, Gordon Hayward, 14 and thir- 26, 30. Although the Warriors might need another pick in this. The Warriors yeah, might the get Warriors 14. Get right now. The Warriors, Warriors get might get 14, and then Indiana could get 26 and 30. But I don't see how the Celtics do this without giving up all three picks. They're just getting the two best tra- players in this trade. They need, And I, I'm a Celtics hater. I'm a Lakers fan. Yeah. So for me to do a trade where the Celtics get both, you know, like I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be a Celtics homer. Mm-hmm. No, I I do think they need to give up a lot of like all they need to give up more picks in this. Most um, likely, I. It's interesting though, for real, because I think it's something that the Warriors could bring in a guy like Marcus Smart because it could also help Clay Thompson on the defensive end. Because I think that's the biggest question coming off knee injuries like that is that how well will he be able to move and slide and yeah. keep going? I mean, he'd be the new Iguodala. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Made of the universe on the line. Open from three. I want Marcus Smart. <laughs> You're looking at this. Oh. Like, it makes sense. They're both like they're both like quasi good shooters. They're both ball handling guys. They can both guard most wing positions. It's they have the same contract. Like it makes yeah. sense. And then like for the for the Celtics. You wanted that stretch five, and you're taking the gamble that Oladipo can at least keep being a good defender, which I think is a fine gamble. And then maybe he blossoms into being Victor Oladipo again, and then mm-hmm. you have three, you have two All NBA players between him and Tatum, and then Jalen Brown, who's like almost an All Star, and then Kemba Walker, who is almost an All Star, kind of an All Star. I have no idea. He's a weird player for me. Yeah. Every point guard in the is a weird player. Huh? Did he start in the All-Star game this year? Did he? I don't even know. I, I don't, the Celtics point guards are always weird. Ever since Tatum became so good, something's off with his point guards. And then you got Turner at the five, so you have Tice off the bench. You have all their guys off the bench. You still have all their plethora of guys they've drafted and are in love with. Mm-hmm. I think that works. For, I think for the Celtics, it's a no-brainer. I think for the Warriors, it's a some-brainer. If they get a pick with Smart, I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, like Marcus Smart, and it's basically Marcus Smart and 14 for two. It's Marcus Smart and 14 for two for them, it's which is like, deal. it's not a bad deal. It's not an amazing deal, but it's not a bad deal. I just let them, like at 14, yeah. they could pick up uh, Pokusevsky or like, yeah. like one of the other bigs in the draft, or they could see if like, I don't know, if like they could take Cole Anthony. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll see what they can get. Maybe they can get Josh Green. I mean, I'm in love, I'm in love with my IMG boys. Um, but for Indiana, I think that only happens if Oladipo really wanted out, and if they really don't like the Turner Sabonis experiment, 
if they really think both of those are over, then I think this trade looks good for them. Any any other reason I don't see them doing it. Yeah, it's a lot and, for Indiana to be given up to yeah. get back Gordon Hayward at two first. But I think we can make it three. I think they can get twenty six and thirty. It's three firsts. Yeah. It's a reset where they're still competitive. It's not bad for them, especially Gordon Hayward's only have one year left. You don't have to resign him. He could just walk in free agency. Hey, hey, hey. Indiana's a very white state, and you know Gordon Hayward loves his white states. Utah to to Massachusetts to uh, Indiana. That guy loves white stuff. (laughs) They're already going to have, what, Brogdon and Sabonis are both on multi-year deals that are under $20 Yeah. If they can move, I don't know, like Jeremy Lamb. Right now I'm looking at the Indiana team, and they just have a lot of deals that are more money than these guys maybe need. And it's taken up – like, Doug McDermott's making 7.3. Jeremy Lamb's making 10.5. You know, like, those two deals, if you can get that off your books, you clear up a lot of cap space, especially with Gordon Hayward off your team. Mm-hmm. It's 2021. You could try to bring in a max free agent. I mean, come on. They're, they're Indiana. Let's, let's be realistic here, man. <laughs> you know? Of course. Of course. Who's the best free agent signing in Indiana Pacers history? This is why we need an intern. I need to know exactly right now who the best player they've ever signed is. I can tell you what the worst trade was, but I can't tell you what the best line it was. Worst trade was obviously Kawhi Leonard for George Hill. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. I was sitting there forgetting. I forget that that happened. What's funny is Danny Green talks about it, how angry the Spurs were about it because they all love George Hill. And yeah. uh, look where it turned out. It's It's been an interesting been an journey. Interesting. All right. You got anything crazy to throw out? We got to get this wrapped up. I'll give you, you yeah. one more crazy trade, and then I think we have to run. One more crazy trade. Uh, I don't know. We talked about a lot of trades today. I'm trying to look. There's anyone else who's about to, like, looks like they want to be moved. I don't know. The Embiid market interests me, especially if Darren Morey wants to blow it up and run Simmons at the big. But uh, I don't know how many teams have the assets to trade for someone like Joel Embiid. Who do, you think, who do you think could get Joel Embiid? How about that? Give me one prediction. Who do you think could get Joel Embiid other than Houston? Uh, the Chicago Bulls. Oh, wow. That was quick. <laughs> that was quick. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Who, what is it? What is it? I want to hear this. All right. Uh, I have to take a look to make sure the finances work out, but I'm pretty sure you give up something like, I don't know, because they have the fourth overall pick right now is what it's, I'm mainly looking at. It's got to be four Zach yeah. and Felicio to get to 28, and I think that matches salaries. Yeah, that's gotta be the best. That's gotta be minimum. Felicio and four. It just depends how much they love Zach Levine. Mm. Apparently, they don't. That's the thing. It's like apparently they don't. He also only has a couple years left, and it's a cheaper contract. So Philly would get out of it. You have Joel Embiid, who's gonna be your franchise piece, and then they have a bunch of bad contracts that should be out soon. It's just, do they think Wendell Carter's a center for the future? That was gonna be my next thing. What if instead of Felicio, they give Wendell Carter. And so it's Wendell Carter and Levine. No four, because I don't think you can give up Wendell and four. So you could give up futures at that that point. Yeah, maybe a future, because at that point you think you're going to be winning a bit. Mm -hmm. And then it's you actually only need Zach Levine and Wendell to match salaries. For salaries, it would work. And then the Bulls have... Like they have, would have future seconds that aren't theirs they could trade away and then just their own first-round picks. You know what I mean? Like that would be – it would just be an interesting deal. I'd like to see Joel of the Windy City 
give him a different change of pace. Mm-hmm. It would help Laurie Markin in a lot. Exactly. He lets Laurie play outside. And they want Kobe White at the two anyway, so getting rid of Zach Levine opens up that for them. Especially yeah. if they can keep that number four, then they can try to either get – I don't think Lamelo falls to four, but there's other guards in this draft that they can Tyrese take. Halliburton, Killian Hayes. Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony. <laughs> give me Cole for the ball. But yeah. Do it. If I had to pick, uh, I'm going to go with – with the Bulls would be my most excited place for Joel Embiid's line. I like that a lot. I think he'd do well in a massive market like that. Exactly. That's what I think. Like, if any, like Joel Embiid's got to go to a city with a big fan base. Let's, like let's send him to New Orleans. <laughs> let's send him to New Orleans. Yeah. Let's, send him to, let's send Kyle Kuzma to Orlando with Joel Embiid. <laughs> for real. All right, I think this has been two hours of yeah, – I think I loved it. I, I really hope the recording worked. I really hope everything worked. It's our first time yeah. in a little bit. So I'm hoping there was no real technical difficulties other than Chaz disappearing for about four seconds. Quick seconds there. The internet cut in, cut out. You know what it is. It happens. It happens. It happens. And, uh, yeah, we're gonna, I wish I had some music to jam us out to, but we don't. This is going to we'll be the end of it. Outro tracks, yeah. Let's go. Uh, we'll get, we'll reach out to Ed, let's reach out to Ez and let's get one of his songs on it. Yeah, yeah. we'll get the button man on the intro and the outro. I love it. All right, Chad, it's been a pleasure having you. Yeah, uh, guest, great. I hope you loved this. I'll figure out how to post this, and hopefully you'll be listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music. Yeah, and hopefully we'll, we'll be back with y'all on draft day. Or- See the the live lottery reactions. Oh yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, we're hoping to do it after the lottery. I'm thinking, just because those picks take so long between them, and I don't so want to have a four hour podcast. Yeah. At that point, we do it on Twitch. We do a live stream of the first pick to the 60th, something ridiculous yeah, like that. Crazy. I'm All right, but we'll figure it out. The draft is in what four days now? It's we're recording this on November 14th. Good thing you pointed that out. Yeah. Uh, this will be up by the 15th, and I'm thinking the trade moratorium gets lifted in two days. Free agents is the 20th, and then you can sign free agents on the 22nd. It's going to be insane. It's going to be exciting. Happy it's going to be exciting. See it. All right. All right. Well, get Thank back you to it. everybody. Have a great yeah. day. Do, 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 do. Uh, can, I, can I even do that? Is that copyright? <laughs>